This week we're headed to the Falcons with Stuart Urban's the 1982. Falklands. <laughs> the Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> we're headed to the bulk, the falk, the falcons. The, I don't know, I don't know where the fuck we're headed, but we're somewhere. Well, you know, come to New England, you'll see how we fucking say it, you schmuck. Falklands, Falklands, Falklands. like the land of folk. <laughs> All right, go ahead. God. Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. This week, we're headed to the Falklands with Stuart Urban's 1992 war film, An Ungentlemanly Act. As always, I'm joined by Mike A., Hello. Mike B. Hey, hey. And Nate. Going down to the Falklands. We're going to give him a cockies. The Falklands? Falklands. Falklands. Fuck you. <laughs> so, guys, what do you think? You schmucks. Oh, man. Well, anyone want to go first? Or, or should I just go first? Just go first. Oh, you want me to yeah. go first? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, surprisingly, I thought this was a very good movie. I'll just say it right off the bat. Um, for a uh, obscure made-for-TV uh, British film um, from a time, you know that uh, it, it's kind of obscure to find it. We can talk more about that. We, it was it was a little bit of a chore for us to find this movie, but uh, you know it's a very obscure uh, thing in terms of you know history for uh, us um, Americans. Uh, and um, I thought it was really really interesting and really well done. And uh, uh, we can get into more stuff, you know, as we go. But I just right off the bat, solid, good, made-for-TV movie. Shooter, yeah, I... shooter. <laughs> that guy is that guy was my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> yeah. um, what's his name? Uh, Bob Peck. Yeah, yeah, the act. Yeah, the the hunter guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was, yeah. He's my favorite character in it as the major. Um, yeah, he's he was a badass. Yeah, they did a really good job. Um. Of, um, on this movie and it's really funny because a lot of my childhood is based on british tv shows of the same era the same granule like film quality <laughs> that you know it's yeah like, that, that bbc yeah yeah late 80s early 90s yeah, yeah. um you know like yeah. sharps rifles uh robin oh, yeah. robin yeah. sherwood uh, last of J- the summer wine james yeah. harriet all creatures <laughs> great and small like all those things whereas what i grew up david with, attenborough yeah they all, i grew up with them dude sharp's rifles was so good it, oh it yeah really oh yeah sharp yep. the, the the first the first two movies of sharp's rifles are the same quality of that like kind of granule like look um but yeah Reloading rifles um, by slamming them on the ground yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean um mike i i, I can't remember because i wanted to jump into that meme did, did, were you did, were you just passing the torture yeah yeah that's oh, okay. just right, out, right coming out of the gate yeah solid yeah. good movie okay yeah i mean like i i i was pleasantly surprised you know as well as putting a bunch of viruses on my computer trying to watch this damn thing um <laughs> you know it's like uh really it's a hard movie to find well like what was it like yelp movies or or mu movies or something yes movies yeah like or allegedly 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 you know that's funny i didn't know that like a bunch of bunch of bunch of um um 
Um, it felt, hey, look, the Trojans have arrived. Yeah, it felt like I was going on LimeWire to download music again, oh. but pulling up, you know, man sticks his head in a woman videos instead. It's like, yeah. oh, God, why did you bring that up? The jar video, yeah. Two girls, one no, cup. No, 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 no. There, I know exactly. No, what I know he is too. I'm just Ebams world, two thousand seven. The man was bald, and there was lots of screaming. Anyway, oh uh, yeah, let's let's. Uh, <laughs> oh God, no, that brings hey, me back. I love how I love how I love how Mike actually knew what I was talking about. Of course oh, he does. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> um, you get to do a shit. You talk to him about. It, he knows. Well, no, I was on the internet in, in the aughts. Yeah, oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. But yeah. I wasn't deep on the internet. Yeah, Meatspin. Yeah. So. Remember last episode, Meatspin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I remember. I remember Kazaa for Christ's Ugh. sake. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not a Napster. I was a little bit too late for Napster, but Kazaa was like, yeah, let's 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 download as much illicit porn as we possibly can yeah. in the shortest amount of time with slow ass internet. Burn it to his CD and forget to delete the files and have your parents find out how much you've been downloading. Yep. Anyway, I'm sorry, days. that was a big side <laughs> no, no, what's, no, this, what's this file, lewd news, honey? <laughs> no. Oh, no, 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 I didn't change the names. That, <laughs> that's Well, I, I didn't change the names at the, at the first time I got caught. So. Log jamming. Yeah, yeah. You put, you, oh, put, yeah. You, put, you put on Linkin Park on your uh, 256 <laughs> megabit uh, uh, MP3 player, and then something, the screaming comes bleeds through the headphones because you don't realize you actually downloaded that instead. So that was fun. God, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story when we're when we're not recording anymore. But like, uh, ask me about um, burning porn to CDs and <laughs> having parents show it at a presentation and grabbing the wrong CD. Oh, that yes. trope. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, this yeah. is I'll, this is anyway. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no, I, no, I, no, I totally derailed yeah. that. Normally, normally yep. we derail when the movie's crap. But no, this this movie's this movie's really really yeah. good. Um, yeah. you know, I'll I'll give I'll give a brief thing of what I really liked about it. You know, I I. I a the nostalgia of, of the film quality and and the production quality really was reminiscent of a lot of my childhood and other uh, films of the time which I love and normally have really good quality. Um, the thing that uh, the the effects the practical effects were amazing for the time. Holy crap! Like yeah, that I love the tracers. Im- yeah, and it's so insane simple. tracers. It's so simple. It's just um. Uh, the this it's just it's just painting over the film and doing they probably had really good reference footage and was able to really nail it down they did it correct every time you can tell that lob yeah that lob yeah you just, you can oh. tell when it what you like for for first bits I thought it was real life footage at first and then I realized it wasn't it was the visual effects painted over the film but they had really good reference photos because it was the same every time and it wasn't a repeat it was different every time it was really well done but anyway um you know the I don't know much about this era. I'm sure that being a BBC quality is very biased, obviously. But um, you know, it, it was it was really, really, really well done, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it so much. I watched it four times. Whoa! Wow! So, I only yeah. watched Jesus. it two. Yeah, I watched okay. it four yep. times because it felt very much like of the. If things... this was golf, Nate, you'd lose. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, like you know, it re- again, it reminded me of all my my what I grew up with, the British production quality stuff, and it of, of like the late '80s, early '90s, and it was really or late '70s or '80s and '90s. It was very, very uh, reminiscent of that, and I loved it. And um, but wait, I can deep dive later. But I mean, like, yeah, it was awesome. It was really good. Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't agree more. It was a, uh, it was a really strange find too, because we were like, oh, we should like, you know, talk about some more Cold War subjects, and obviously the Falklands War is one to talk about. And uh, there's Tumble Down, and there's a few others, 
but I just like stumbled upon this on Wikipedia and I saw one three minute clip. I couldn't even find the trailer, but it's the clip of the radio station. And I was hooked. I was like, yeah, the, the getting movie. taken over. Just yeah, yeah. and I'm like Argentines and grease guns. Okay, I like this a lot already. See, that's funny because <laughs> you said legit. grease guns, and I I didn't see grease guns, but I oh, but I wasn't yeah. looking for them. I was always I saw, seeing yeah. the Sterlings. I saw and Sterlings. Else. Yeah. yeah. And, uh... Yep. Oh yeah. So the kits are great. Fucking silent Sterlings. Are you kidding me? Uh, holy shit! Like yeah. they had to have done it in the UK because the Falklands looks just like Scotland. Or like the Herbie. It probably was a probably Herbies. was a Scottish island you know? that they were working yeah. on. Yeah. Um, well, do the Falklands not look like Scotland? Well, that's what I mean. It's a fucking rock. At the same time, <laughs> though, the dude. At the, the same time, there were emperor penguins all over the place. No, uh, no I, I have the Wikipedia page here pulled up. It, which it, which made all... me laugh hysterically, by the way. Right. That panic shot the... of that penguin. <laughs> I got the Wikipedia page pulled up. They actually filmed it on the Falkland Islands. Oh really? Oh wow. Well, to to still push my point though in the in the commonwealth of the uk so like they still were able to rely on the you know really good uniform sources and stuff um because like silent sterlings that's hard shit to get in multiples like i really like the kits this it was it was very very well done you know and uh it will get into the nitty-gritty in a bit but like just fucking it, it was a good movie until the shooting started and then it was like wow holy shit yeah you know it's just it really just double down and just I'm so glad we found it. Uh, Mike B, let's hand it off to you because I want to get in the nitty gritty. I'm excited, actually. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, yeah, I, th- I also thought it was it was one of those that surprises the shit out of you. Like, Brian showed me, he's like, what about this? And he sent me that clip, and I'm like, oh, fuck yes. Like, this is, it, 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 I mean, the, yeah, like you guys said it, the way it was shot and everything. And um, what you said, Native, like you think it's biased. I, I disagree because I think that, this showed the Argentines aren't just savages that were invading an island and whatever. And it also showed that the British weren't giving up. They put up a fight, but they knew they were fucking toast. Yeah. Right? And this is and also we should point out this is the very beginning of this conflict. Yeah, it doesn't even it show. It didn't last that long. Yeah, it didn't even right. show the rest of it. It just cut to the end of it at the end. Well, it sh- it, it 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 there was a synopsis of what happened right. afterwards. Very vague though, but like anyway, um <clears throat> Yeah, but it's like this shows the beginning of how that went down April 2nd, 1982. And it's like, yeah, they got intelligence. They got it late, blah, blah, blah. But like the acting from everybody was really good because they showed a bunch of different characters and stuff. But the Argentine, they say Argentine because they're British. I say Argentine because I'm, I'm a filthy, dirty, colonialist. traitorous <laughs> colonialist. Yeah. Um, Head full of cheese. <laughs> Yeah, head full of cheese. You got that right. <laughs> Actually, I had cheese today. It was amazing. Um, wow. But anyway, so no, but I um, I think that both parties, because like from what I've gathered, uh, this is one of these subjects that like I weirdly got into a couple years ago, the Falklands. Like most Americans don't even know this even happened, but I got into it and I got, I was watching documentaries. I was watching uh, a couple films. I can't remember which ones they were. They weren't very good. But the documentary was really good. And it shows what happened after this incident when they called for help and Margaret Thatcher was like, okay, well, we got to, we got to send a bunch of forces down there, but this is what kicked it off. And it was so convoluted, but they showed how much uh, confusion there was between the governor of the Falklands and the British uh, parliament and the, the prime minister at that point. And it's like, it was really good. And then the Argentines come in and they're not these ruthless, baby killing savages the guy specifically said 
on the ship the night of, or the morning of, whenever the fuck it was, hey, if anybody uses excess force against any one of the um, enemy or civilians or anything, you're going to pay for it. We're not doing that. We're going to show them how professional we are. And they were. They were very professional. Like, they came in, they used force, you know, because it's, I mean, as stupid as war is, it's a war. And both sides were able to kind of talk it through. And so that's why when you say it's biased, I disagree with that because I think that both sides were shown how it was. And that at the beginning, they also said that this is as much as we can. They didn't say this is based on facts and whatever. They're like, this film, as much as it could be, was based on firsthand accounts because of how this ended up where everybody who survived it on the British side was able to pretty much, like, not the civilians, but like the military and the press, were able to go back because the Argentines allowed them to go back. And so that's why we have this. And it seems like they didn't portray the Argentines as the typical invaders like every other country has in the history of being invaded, right? Right. Right. So. I mean, like, well, the, the bias thing comes from mainly, I think, just main characters that are representing the, the Argentinians. It, you know, like, you know, you get that guy who's like Anglo Argentinian or whatever. And he's the, he's a pompous kind of prick asshole. and he steals yeah. everything and won't let them take the flags like that. That's that's what I mean. Like more of more of like character villainous kind of things. That sense, not not necessarily the representation of yeah. you know the movie as a whole, just characters and things like that. Because again, it's like I, I again I don't know the history enough to say whether they are biased or not. I would have to assume that maybe they are maybe slightly biased, being a BBC like you know being funded by the BBC and the and, and British television. You know, so that's just an assumption. Yeah. Whether that is true or not, that's just my my right. Yeah, and that's that's a good that. thing that you brought that up because we can discuss yeah. that. So I would yep. I would say that that was probably my least favorite part of the film is the Irish. Yeah, uh, that that was guy. that was bullshit. But he's just yeah. an amalgam. He's an amalgamation of like a lot of different people. Right. And he's, you think about early '90s in the UK, pre Good Friday IRA. Stuff. It's on yeah. the yeah. You know, it's like if you're gonna make a home town connection because honestly if you're going to make yeah. a real connection he should be six foot six blonde hair blue eyed you know and, and talk with like a thick accent because how many nazis ended up down there yep. so <laughs> you know, i had a friend that was working uh in argentina and he went through like the, the tsa checkpoint and the guy that was doing it was literally that six six blonde hair blue eyed and like last name was like hellman <laughs> and it was like let me check your passport in perfect spanish <laughs> so but um yeah so i mean i just that is probably my least favorite part of um, it in the character. And again, it's just, it's a filmmaking amalgamation of just people like, hey, we want to show yeah. that there was some bit of brutality coming here. So here he is. Whoop. Okay. And they're gone. Like stealing the flags. It's, it's stupid. But also, but... You're also going to have that asshole in any oh, yeah. military unit. And even as well checked and well kept as your unit is, they're still going to be one. still going to pull some shit like that. But yeah, you're right. It had to be the Irish guy. You know, it's like, yeah. Well, okay. Well, maybe it was, but who knows? Like, I could be wrong, but, but yeah. yeah. I mean, well, well, yeah. We just don't know, and um, but yeah, no, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, it's, it's very, uh. it's very. <laughs> <laughs> nice keeping that Stick in that up. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fucked if i would have done that it would have been a verp i felt the shit coming up so i had i had to just let it go and then like, turn my head i'm sorry no, yeah. you're let fine it go. anyway you're good 
Um, Make sure that wave thing is still going. Look, dude, next time, it, it, next it, time, it's going. Next time, it's like we're, we're good. Yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah, ne- ne- we're next good. time, I want you to kick back in the chair and projectile vomit, vomit to the side. That way, I can get it captured on the mic, going left to right in a panoramic view. Like that's what I want. The the splashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Brian saw me do a, a shit tornado, a shit roundhouse. That was amazing. At, uh, yeah, Sam amazing. is still traumatized yeah. and impressed by it. Like I am still traumatized <laughs> and impressed by it. You know? Yeah, it was. You amazing, had two but... victims in that room. Oh, the far yeah, well, you don't or count. whatever. Last thing. I'll oh, do. I literally did a roundhouse. It was, and it didn't stop until I, I made a complete three sixty and then some. <laughs> to see that much mass do that, it was it was a feat. I don't know what type of feat. I still haven't had time to process it fully. <laughs> Like I don't but, think Sam has either. I've had a lot of time to process a lot of the emotions I've had on that set and that film, but that's not one of them. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wish there would have been more witnesses because well, they have to take YouTube's word for it. I don't because I feel Any, like anyway, we I'm absorbed sorry. something for them. But I'm side I'm sidetracking this again. No, I'm sorry. You're fine. You're fine. Shit, yeah, that's you know? fucking shit stories. I, it's an editing. <laughs> I'll throw this out. I'll throw this out there because I got this. So I feel like this movie has two different parts. There's the the pre combat aspect. And mm-hmm. it's the post-combat aspect. And, like, I really like the, the pre-combat aspect because I got, like, a Jaws kind of feeling. Like, you know, the beaches are open. Like, you know, nobody knows what's going on. Or, like, a pre-Tor-Tor-Tora kind of feel. I, I, I really liked how the, the ball was kind of up in the air while you see the Argentinians, like, going across a fucking golf course and all this stuff happening, you know? That's one thing I wanted to talk about was that I like the, I like the slow build. Honestly, it's like same. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. I, I, you're gonna probably say what I was gonna. What right. I was thinking. So go ahead. I yeah. love the slow build and the fact that like, you know, everyone at, in the first half are kind of have this attitude like, is this is this really gonna happen? You know, it's not. It's it's like it's not like everyone is. Oh, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Everyone is more like, is, is this is this real? You know, like uh, and the I really like the governor um, character uh, Rex Hunt. Uh, you know, Governor uh, Rex Hunt, the because uh, he's he's such a fish out of water. You know, he's like, this is not what I really am, you know, trained for. I'm not a military leader or anything like that. And like, uh, he even says at one point, like, well, it's, this is my first uh, solo flight, and they're not even giving me a parachute or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he yep. talks about Saigon too in it. He actually right. wasn't Saigon. That was real. Yeah. Like he escaped in, in April '75. I'm so. I bet. Um, but, uh, that was what I really liked about that character was that he was such a fish out of water. He was not like, Oh, this is the moment of my career. This is what I've been waiting for. Right. Yeah. Right. He's like, Oh, okay. Well this, uh, this came out of nowhere. Uh, now I got to deal with this shit. And, uh, but ultimately at the same time, like he does not, he, he, he does his job, you know, and he does, he does not, um, you know, just, I mean, he does eventually surrender. But, you know, it's like he didn't want to. And, and it was at the very end, it was not like a cowardice surrender. I like what nope. the major even said at one point when the guy's like, we should have kept fighting. He's like, we did all we could. It wasn't enough. You know, like we did our best. It wasn't enough. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep, uh, exactly. I love that that aspect of it. It was very British. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's, it's realistic because like. Yeah. Going off what Mike just said, like that build, I liked because the build was a lot slower than you would think, but you're still on edge. You're like, when the fuck is it actually going to happen? Like, what's yeah? They're doing all this preparation. They seem like they're in position, but like, when are they? Are they actually going to do this this day or whatever? And if you know the history, you know that they did. But like, um, you're like, is it 
and, and so what it, what I think it does is it it, it um it um um communicates the kind of feeling that these people on the island islands had at this time because like okay we're sitting here and then in the, in that kind of situation minutes feel like hours and days and you're just like well is it, when is it coming when is it coming when is it coming when is it coming when, uh, Jesus Christ like and then at one point you're just like just let it fucking happen already so we can go from there and that's what you said Brian is once the shooting starts it seems like almost the the people of the fall like the British people are relieved because they're like okay now it's happening all right let's fucking deal with it now on this level because we're past the past the last one and we're, we're done worrying about it it's here it's happening shit's blowing up shots are being fired but it was it was because usually in a film it's like a, a a really fast build and it's like oh they're gonna invade and then and it's like no, they're just sh- and they're showing every perspective too of like twenty five Japanese admirals go into a room and they talk about attacking something and then you Time know five minutes too, later yeah, yeah <laughs> they attack yeah yes. yeah usually it's like one two three you know yeah but this was it was so slow but it also here's the thing too so this film's like two hours long it's very entertaining and it keeps your it keeps your attention. I thought at least like I have like pretty decent ADHD, right? Like I never once looked at my phone on this movie. No, me no, you don't because it's like you're you're constantly like even though it's slow, it's still it's very um 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 subtle. Ah, Jesus it keeps Christ, you going, the, you know the word it pulls you in. What the hell's the word I'm looking for? It's very um captivating. It's like because you're you're relating to all these different people and it, it never misses a beat. It's like okay, when this when this person's lines start getting stale, they move to the next person who's like. I'm in a house sitting here with no weapons. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, so I'm just going to drink, or we're going to eat food, or we're going to play games, or, you know, whatever. And, you know, all oh, the, 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 the Royal Marines, like, when is this going to kick off? Like, what are we doing? And then the, the governor's mansion, like, it's, it, it, it kind of it, it shifts from all those different points during the buildup, which usually in the buildup you get, like, this side and this side. And, here's, and it, it comes together like this. You know what I mean? It's, it's yep. fucking predictable. It's boring. But like this one, you're like, well, and even it caught me off guard too when they blew up that first building. I'm the like, bar- oh, the shit. The barracks. Well, it there just, it is. It literally, yep. it literally cooked off because it just. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like they, they, they hit it immediately. And it's like, oh, shit. And then, I wasn't expecting and, it to happen then, right and there. And then the tracers. The, those yeah. tracers yeah. immediately and, and really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like the. <laughs> I love that. And then the like. Lob. And, and timing yep. it with the practical was so well done. And it's just like, yeah. you know, all the wall explodes, you know, like that kind of thing. And that that did really, really, really well. And, um, you know, I, I it's going to be really fun. I think I am I am FDB session for that because, you know, mm. we're going to be going through and probably noticing things we didn't. Oh, yeah. Admit we well, missed and stuff like that is yeah. there is, is for this one. Right. Because there wasn't. One I don't last, know. The last I didn't check. We did. I haven't checked. Yeah. So but even in my notes, like when I was watching it, I wrote tracers. Wow. That tracer effect beats the hell out of Fury's tracer effects. I, uh, Which I will argue is one of the better ones out there. They do do a really good job. Yeah, in Fury, Fury, Fury yeah, is what, yeah. but yeah. this one blows it out. Yeah, of water. even yeah. even but though that is a high, that's a high water mark yeah. as far as other like films, like even though Fury looks like a stormtrooper battle, they do nail it down better than most movies. But this mm-hmm. movie blows that clean out. Well, oh, yeah, well, also, Fury insane. is what, 20, yeah. 20, 14. What, what year was that made? 2014. So, <clears throat> this is really quick, Mike, and then uh, I'm sorry. Um, just uh, touching on the tracers themselves, the only thing they could have done a little bit better in this film is the bouncing, but they actually got that 
about half of the time they'd get like the bouncing because when tracers hit they bounce and usually they burn out before they you can see them yeah. bounce fury got that but again that was 2014 yeah well so that was yeah and, yeah, and, my, and yeah, sorry mike go ahead my point with fury is that the tracers are too in fury are too perfect and precise uh with the way that they look they look too late like it's like yeah. lasers when they lasers like when if when a, when you see a tracer like bounce and you're at a certain angle i mean you see it arc but in the in fury it's just like straight straight it's like that it's like no it's not what it looks like you know and it doesn't slow yeah, down either yeah. after it hits the ground um and yeah it's just too laser like in fury like the, i like the tracers in this because they they look like real bullets they're not super long lines you know and they're like they're they're the slow 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 and then then they're really fast but mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's what real tracers look like. And and I think I think yeah. it also just and again, they look like they're being thrown. Well, right, yeah, and yes. and, that, and that's mm-hmm. the thing is I think they use that effect when it needs it the most, and in the right circumstances, at the right time, at the right time of day, at the right distance length to make it the most like whoa moment because well, right because, because here's the thing is you never see where they're coming from either. right and this is nineteen uh, Brian help me out what year is this. <laughs> 1992. 1992. <laughs> so you know it the technology we're not probably not we're probably in digital at this point but probably not crazy amounts of digital and especially bbc at that time probably isn't doing that it's probably still doing over film effects and the thing is is that you know you notice they only really use the tracers obviously at night but also obviously from longer distance you didn't really see the tracers from close up because there was no instances of of tracers close up because the only thing it would have i guess the tracers would be what lmgs what's the range too as well for a tracer just to know uh, for for that that would mostly be activate? a 762 by 51 right mm-hmm. and the they usually start burning out at about eight to nine hundred yards in my experience it's not that's not a fact it's just they start to burn out you get about 50 percent of them burned out at 800 yards and then some of them make it to a thousand but it also depends if they hit shit, but like just straight shooting. Now, enough, a 50 caliber, like a, an M2, that tracer is going to last for like 1,500 to 2,000 yards hmm. because it's obviously got more mass, you know, and more, more propellant to burn, more phosphorus to burn. Um, but a 7.6251, which is what they would have probably been rolling with, eight to 900 yards. Now, eight to 900 yards is a decent distance. It's not. I mean, that's for people that are listening, it's eight and a half to nine football fields. It's pretty far away. And then, but also, you know, what I liked about the tracers is like they were coming from far away and they were, they were moving very slow and they got slower as they were going to the target. Yes. Even a 762.51 is going to be slowing down significantly at that distance. You're just going to be losing velocity. Now, the arc wasn't totally accurate because they made him just go in straight they would have been going more of like a downward motion at that point but they still looked real like they looked because there was a small trail it wasn't like a fucking 10 foot long laser beam it was like no it's just a small bit of red that you can see and especially at night they're a lot brighter and that's why i think they didn't do it during the day because in the day you really don't see tracers like to be honest with you very hard you really don't see them Uh, you can you can if you're the gunner you can kind of see one out of three or four tracers in the daytime just kind of go okay well it just is like fire it doesn't look red or, or or whatever but like it you're not using tracers to show where your fire is going during the day per se 
Yeah. Always. I know so, in the jungle that you can use them during the day because obviously you have well, canopy dark. and shadow. Yeah. Because yeah. you used to like point out targets See, in Nam. This is a screenshot or, uh, from Fury, and this is what I don't like about the tracer effects. Oh, it's a laser beam. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a no laser fucking beam. way. Yeah, it's like, mm -hmm. no, it's not how it would look. Uh, no, no, the, not at the, all. The digital effects on them are way too precise. Uh, you, the, the thing that really makes effects work is when you capture the imperfections in the things that, that happen in them, not the perfective, you know, idealistic image that you would want to see. Pew. Right, yep. yeah, so like, I hate yeah, that this, shit. And, and here's the thing, so let's just really quickly on this picture, because we'll compare it to, to uh, the tracers in this film. A real tracer even if you had a very high framed camera, that tracer hits something, it's not going to go on a direct path up like that right. most of the time. Most of the time, when it, what, what they do is when they hit something, they'll start spinning and they'll just go upwards and they'll spin and they'll fall down. Yeah, that's what the and, again, that's my experience. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a fact, but like this can happen, but it won't look like this, even in a high-speed camera because the tracer's only got so much phosphorus that it's burning and it's a very small amount, especially... And like this would be like a 30 cal, 50 cal tops, right? And it's got a small amount of phosphorus that it's burning uh, to get that effect of like that's where you're shooting at. Okay, you're on target, blah, blah, blah. It, there's no way, like the amount of phosphorus in there, if it burned in this, in this, in this amount of distance, would still not even make that much fucking. And, and, and to kind of paint light. a picture here for obviously. We're the only ones who can see it. It's yeah, literally I'm sorry. from two the, lightsabers coming out of a skull. It's yeah, yeah. It's literally <laughs> from the muzzle of the of the gun on top of the tank. That's yeah, probably a 50, what a yeah. hundred yards away, past the yeah, target, bouncing at a right angle, uh, past the camera, and it's red from the point of the muzzle all the way to the yeah, right. It's point a laser of the screen. Beam. It's literally yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a literally like beam. someone held up a mirror and deflected it. Right. I, uh, when I was doing work for the military, uh, where we do combat training, where you'd film combat training, like at night, sometimes they go into the night and like, well, you could go out onto a, uh, onto a lane where like they would be doing like live fire, like, you know, targets and stuff like that with tracers. And when you'd see them bounce off the ground, that's, this is what I'm talking about in terms of, I've seen this before. And like when they bounce, you can like, you can see the tracer bounce, but then eventually like when they're still in air, they'll just go out. Like the, they'll just exactly. stop burning. Yep. Yeah. Exactly, and uh, that's what I've seen. For, that's what I saw when it was like, "Whoa, you can see them bouncing." And then all of a sudden, just boop, just gone. No, they go out, and then they're still really hot. But like, yeah, they go out, and and that was probably I don't know what you were doing, like saws, M fours, or uh, even a seven six two five one. That was uh, the, uh from what I, I wasn't too close to the weapons, but it was the rate of fire. It sounded like a fifty. So it was a slower rate. It was like boom, 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 boom like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So even a fifty, like even at fifteen hundred yards, which to be fair, a 50 cal, like, that does go very far very quickly. Um, but it's it's not going to look like this. It's going to look like what it did in the film where it's, like, it's a little tiny, it's an optical illusion. It's a little tiny stream of red fire or whatever color that they have, the Americans and these guys had red, um, coming out of the back in a little tiny jet. It's not propelling the round at all. It's just burning, literally. And it's not that much material. And so at a certain distance, it's just going to go out. And if it bounces, a lot of times when it bounces, the reason you see them go out right after they bounce is it kicks a lot of that phosphorus out of there. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And, yeah, Fury, yeah, it was... I just look forward to our Fury yeah. episode. 
Well, no. I don't because. Oh my god. I, well, but it'll be it'll be good though because we'll, we'll flush everything out. We'll get some. But cool anyway, experts so on, but. no, in this film, like when I said that they didn't have the tracers bounce half the time, that's not a dig at them really because again, 1992, and also and the comparison to other movies at the time did it wrong consecutively, consecutively, oh, consecutively, consecutively to today. Yeah, yeah and they still no do these it tracers wrong. come in and you see them, and and also a tracer is every three to five rounds depending on the weapon you're using. Yeah. Right. And so it shows that, you know, oh, they're hitting and then pfft, shit's getting kicked up and whatever because of all the, the rounds that are in between the tracers. So that, that was a really good touch. Yeah. Talking about really good impacts, what about the, the, the uh, and then I'll go into my next subject, that the, the impacts uh, shooting the guys on the second floor from the bottom of the stairs, how well-timed that was. Oh, not bad. Not not bad if you think about because normally they go, okay, we're gonna sell these off. Just dump half the mag, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like it was almost verbatim of the line he was drawing. Like I've watched that scene a bunch of times, and it there's maybe like one two shots that don't quite line up, but man, it was like perfect. In terms, yeah, of they hear him, and then the other guys they, they don't fall down the stairs because they're hit. They fall on the stairs because they're, they're like fuck, yeah, terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. they just they get caught off guard. Crazy like, Brit yeah. just put thirty rounds up your ass. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Like, but like, but like the impacts into the ceiling and the wall, like that was all really yeah, well it, timed. It was not bad. And like whoever was in charge of their pyro and their timing was really yeah. good, and obviously had a lot of references in life to take from because you see it when it does wrong, and you can tell what it does wrong. One thing I've learned in animation and been doing animation and even 3d modeling and etc it's like your eye maybe less with impact with bold impacts for most people but like if i were to say like you know if you see something day by day by day or at least a bunch of times you know when it's wrong like the human face is incredibly hard to model in 3d space because you see the human face every day yourself yeah. other people so when you so when you do like proportions and you do it maybe not to the spec your eye immediately goes that's wrong and i don't know why it can be the same the thing with impacts within movies for us in that sense because we see it done wrong countless times or you can see when it may be done maybe sloppily and like you can tell very immediately but for this one i've watched it four times and like i'm sure if i went frame by frame by frame by frame by frame i could see it but like in terms yeah. of the viewing it's like every single impact nothing looked like well no 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 no, no, no. It, it wasn't like it wasn't frantic it was just well-placed shots because it's like yeah. these guys above us the only thing that i would criticize them is again and it's for film i get why they did it is in real life you're not going to have that big of an impact um yes it's that big of a it's whole to show it for film yeah it's a show through for light and i get that but that's you really i don't know if you can get away with that or, or, or a way with, you know, showing it the way it actually... Because in real life, it'd be a thirty caliber hole going through wood. Yeah. And it would start tumbling later if it did to make a bigger hole, but it would be out of the, it'd be out of the floor by then. Yeah. And that's the only criticism I have, but, like, the placement and the amount, too. It wasn't... It wasn't... Yeah, like you said, it wasn't just this Rambo, like, <laughs> shooting through the fucking floor. It's like, no, these guys are, are going, oh, God, they're right above us. Right. Bam, 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 semi-automatic, because the L1A1 was semi-automatic, which we can talk about in a second. And um, they they only placed, like, what, 10, 15 shots between the three of them? Or four of them? Yeah. And then you hear the, the Argentines screaming. They got hit. And then those other two guys fall down the stairs because they're just like, again, fuck! And then then it's over. It's over, too. Like, it didn't drag on. No. And it wasn't like this yeah. fucking, yeah. And the, guy, yep. and the guy on the stairs, I think they had Sterling's. 
Yeah, I think um, because it was the, the captain. Right? It was like the major, the captain, whatever, the second commander under the Jurassic Park guy. Which I will I will jump into that real quick. There are a lot of 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 now pretty high grade B British actors in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You had yeah. you had like one of the police constables. Yeah, the I police constable. Name, but... He's in Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. He's got huge ears. Um, yeah, that's Elliot. Yeah. 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 Um, or or the police deputy or whatever. Then you have the constable. He's been in stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the soldiers have been stuff as gangsters and like movies like Snatch and things like that. Yeah. You have yeah. uh, Littlefinger. Huh? Blythe. Blythe yeah, from Blythe. Breaking Bad. Yep. Or not Breaking Bad. Oh, Band, uh, of Band of Brothers. <laughs> other BB. Other yeah, BB. Yeah. Other, other BB. He had meth yeah. in his jumpsuit. Yeah. That's why yeah. he was all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Blythe. Um. The the commander. Um. The commander who was in the stairs. He's been in stuff. Um. And then uh, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones was in it as well. He had no speaking Really? Who was he? Yep. He was one of the three guys on the beach, and then he was one of the three guys in the house. He was the radio dude. Well, I didn't yep, know that. He has yeah. no lines though. He 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 grunts yeah. and like speaks maybe once and then that's it. Very 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 early in his career, I think. Wow. Um, um, but yeah, no, like there were a lot of like now pre predominant um British actors in this all the way through and through, and it was really really interesting. Where was the radio show? What was radio show? God, what was the radio host guy in? Because his face was so familiar, but I never looked him up don't know i don't remember while we're I mean, on the subject i'll also say i love the, the radio scenes because they just show how small the community was oh yeah you know? where they're like taking phone calls and they're like okay and know, putting it up to here. the mic yeah yeah and it's like, oh, the prime minister's calling one second you know speak, speak, <laughs> or not the prime but you the, know, the, the governor. governor yeah speak, you know? speaking yeah, speaking yeah. of like a small town i really liked the guy who was scottish who was like i'm gonna lose my pension and i'm just he was walking around with <laughs> yep. a white flag like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking, i just gotta go to work yeah. man i just gotta go what to happened work in ukraine so, and shit People some of us like, have to hey, go to know. work <laughs> yeah yep yeah, that, that was a good touch. Uh, there was a lot of really good touches. And um, the one that I, I you know, it, it's kind of a weird thing. It kind of goes on firearms. is like when they hand the governor a uh, high power, yeah. right? Which is the standard British arm for, unless they recently replaced it. And Love high powers. And he goes, huh, well, I haven't shot a gun since I shot a 1911. A Colt 45, I think he says. Yeah, that's what he calls it. And, um, and he's like, so, and then he's like flagging the guy constantly <laughs> and he knows that he's like, I'm not a guy that deals with guns. Like, but he, and then he grabs it and he's like, he's thinking about it. He's like, well, when they come in, do I shoot the guys or do I resolve this diplomatically? And it's like, yeah, he, I mean, again, like you said at the beginning, like that's not his forte. Like he's not a military leader or a negotiator, but the Argentines were respectful enough to like negotiate with him. And his surrender is actually very like, um, okay, you, you guys, you guys bested us this time. I like the like, whole s- sequence when he talks about the shooting because, like, y- you hear that he's an old school statesman because he's like in the Northwest Frontier into a sandbag, you know. And it's like because if you know a bit about Northwest Frontier, that was fucking, you know, diplomats died all the time. So it was yeah. like having firearms training was very important back then when the empire was starting to collapse. So it was just, he, you know, it just shows he's an old statesman. And, uh, yeah, he's a really good guy at communicating. Yeah. And I also like the fact that um, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I used to fly a Spitfire. And the guy is like, oh, so you're one of the few. And he goes, no, I missed the war by a, a whisker. Yep. <laughs> yeah, in Burma in 46. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, so he, he didn't sit there and be like, yeah, I flew in the war. He's just like, nah, I wasn't in the war, but. 
oh, close, that, but I still flew Spitfires. That guy, that guy with the double chin, who was like his like second in command. Yeah, I hate yeah. to refer to him as a guy with the loading magazines chin. backwards. I, yeah, yeah, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's familiar too. Like, who the fuck? He is was that? in Valkyrie. He was in. Yes. He was in. He was in. Uh, oh, that's right. He was in. He yeah. was in that, but he was also in. Um, what's it called? Um, the uh, Fuhrer is not dead. Yeah, the he, he was in Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. Yeah. Oh, he was. He, he, okay. He was in Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. Yeah. Uh, that's where I know him from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he's oh, he's boy. very familiar. Like his face. He's been and he, he's been in a lot of stuff over the years. Yeah. Dude, the acting in this film, I think, was phenomenal. Amazingly phenomenal. Like. For a BBC-produced TV film, the acting was... I mean, everybody just... It wasn't over... Like, okay, so Mavis, the governor's wife, right? Yeah. She goes, okay, something's going on. She gets the alert, like, but nobody's telling her anything. And it's like, it sucks to be in that position because you're like, what the fuck? I know something's about to happen and going on, but I don't know. And then, you know, it takes him forever to, like, tell her what's going on. And then she just... She she's not like panicking, but she's not doing well, and it's visible. And it's like, yeah, not everybody is going to be doing great under a situation like that. Like, not everybody is going to be just oh, okay. We'll 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 fight until whatever. No, she's like really concerned about everybody. Yeah, and because of she's the trauma like, from Saigon or whatever. Well, no, not even that. Like that's well, just maybe the way. That's why he sent her away. <laughs> right. Well, that's the yeah. Well, but here's the thing: is like you're married to a diplomat, but like it only gets bad every couple years i guess you know like because he said like never in my x amount of years that i've been doing this have i faced a situation like this and it's the worst situation because like when saigon was happening he said he sent her to hong kong right preemptively to avoid this because whatever and she's somebody that gets really fucking antsy under stress and that's fine because that's completely normal you know And, and i'm glad she she played it very well. She's like, you know, she's drinking, but she's not drinking enough to like get her fucked up. You know, whenever she's just like trying to take the edge off, but she's still like, Oh God. Uh, and then the shooting starts and then she's just kind of passed out for a bit and then wakes up. And it's like, that was a really good job too. Like she's supportive of her husband and, and she wants to protect her kid, but she's not okay. And that's fine to not be okay in this scenario, right? You don't know what, you don't know what's going to happen. The Argentines could have just come ashore guns ablazing and fucking slaughtered everybody. Yep. That, and they didn't know what was going to happen. Like they could have just done that because they had the numbers, they had the, the, the technology and all that shit. They could have just slaughtered everybody. Yeah. But they knew that would be a diplomatic nightmare. So yeah, but no, they didn't know at the time. Yeah. So. I, I like that character a lot too. In a character that could have easily been really annoying. She was not annoying at all. There were no, there were no annoying yeah. characters. I think the only annoying character could possibly be the Irish Argentinian, but like that's they, such a low. Right, but thing. I could see like the Mavis character being like such an annoying, like bogged you, down character. You work she too much. Do you want me to make you a sandwich? I don't right, know, I'm in Midway and I'm cloned four times. <laughs> right, <laughs> but uh, but instead, yeah, it wasn't that. Like I totally got why she felt that way. Oh yeah, and then you know her reaction is like. When he says that they're going to have a meeting and that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, well, I'll make, uh, what did she use the word? Um, a, uh, <laughs> something said, of lasagna. I think she said a vat of lasagna. <laughs> yeah, it was, something, it was like a vat or like a some yes. very British fucking term for a lot of food at once. Yeah. I'll get this fucking dick. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. She, but she made lasagna and she's serving the people. And it's like, yeah, like that's, 
And it also showed like, yeah, the small town vibe. And it's like, that was really cool to see too. Like all these people coming together. And also it was really good when um, the military guys were telling all these guys that like grab their shotguns and shit. They're like, get the fuck out of here. Like, right. (laughs) Like you don't need to die. Like this is, this is like, yeah, his butler. Yeah. He's like, I like his gardener or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to shoot. (laughs) Yeah. That, that scene I liked a lot too. First guy that takes the flag down. Right. That I, I liked a lot too though, because like, the go- when his the, the governor's reaction to that is like he's because he says he says I'm gonna shoot the first guy who tries to take it the first uh, RG who tries to take the flag down, and he's like, he kind of stops and he's like, yeah, so like think about it, and he's like, did I do something wrong, sir? And he's like, no, but you know he's he, it's like he doesn't know if that's the right response or not because again this is right, not- he's trying to figure out how to mitigate that situation right exactly you know? and I love there, it there's, yeah. there's not there's there wasn't a lot of clee I think I think. I think it's something I think we're kind of like we're 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 wanting to talk about we haven't quite yet talked about is that the writing in this even though it might be cliche it didn't feel bad like it like, wasn't like, cliche like, I didn't, I didn't, no 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 I no but like but, but like yeah. but like I, I don't mean cliches in the sense of like this is the same thing yeah. over and over and over again I mean like you know you could see where it could be cliche like like oh yeah like oh yeah like yeah. Like, like a war movie can be cliche and that's what I'm I'm I mean, that's what I'm trying to say is yeah. that, you know, no, it's, it, it's, it's, it's didn't. Understood. They were able to make something that could possibly very much have the lineup to be very one way, and you know the line, the dialogue, everything just formed its own path. And I don't know how to describe it. It's very, it's a very unique movie in a formula that, at the time, is something that's probably. It, not not necessarily the the Falklands as Brian says, but like you know the 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 like, fuck are you the fuck are you yeah um but like you know just just the the just the I I don't know how to quite say it. I'm very I was very much expecting okay here we go to being super puzzling surprised surprised and I don't know why like I I don't know why I would assume it would be one way and it obviously is not. It's not that way. I don't know. I'm, well, I'm rambling. They just presented just, it the yeah. way that well, no, I, they just presented it the way that people talk. So I go think, ahead, Mike. I think it is as what you're saying. It, it is completely anti-cliche. I mean, it was it, you know the uh, you would think that it's a movie that's very biased. It's not. You would think that the uh, the the main character, the governor, is a gung ho kind of guy. He's not. You would think that his wife is super annoying. She's not. You know, it's. It's very anti-trope, anti-cliche yeah. the whole way through. It is. It could easily have fallen into those cliches, like what you're saying. Yeah. And surprisingly, it doesn't because it seems like it so easily could have because so mo- many movies do. Thank you. Yeah, those are the words I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna, and I'd say, too, on top of all these factors that went into the film, it's got amazing cinematography. There are yeah. so many things they do subtly to push the story along that just are great and how they tackle big subjects that in other films like would be awkward or annoying sequences. Like one of the things I really like is before everything starts to happen and the reporters show up and they're in the uh, hotel and they turn the radio on and there's like, you know, the radio uh, from Argentina and they have like the, you know, the, the Latina music and stuff. Yeah. And the old like bartender turns it off. Like we'd listen to that here. And one of the guys says like, it's kind of hard to, you know, forget about a whole continent. And it's just like, that was yep. a really good way just to be like, well, I get that you're in your ways, but we're not off the coast of Europe. <laughs> so I just love that, like, you know, they really try to deal with culture in a good way. 
not us versus them or anything. It only got Ooh. to us versus them like when they were like, we're about to be attacked. And the one guy was, was like, just look up the spick names, you know, or like look up the Latino names and everything, you know? And yeah. And that was the only time where like it ever got heated between the Spanish and the uh, the English. But the rest of it was just like very cordial. And it was like, well, we're well yeah, because you, you see at the you know? bar, like there's, there's, you know, British people and Argentine, you know, people sitting at the same bar drinking together and whatnot and then you know on the night of the invasion when they got the news like they're sitting there playing kind of like tango music like our argentine kind of style music and they're everybody's having fun and then you know it's it's like okay yeah that's how the people were on the island and the government's a different thing but then yeah um so i want to get into the shooting a little bit and kind of describe so the shooting starts uh, the British have L1A1s. The Argentines have FNFALs. I want one so bad. I want that one are, so I love mine. <laughs> oh, L1A1s are amazing, dude. I, uh, I want one so my bad. suit scope. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I used to, yeah, I used to have a fucking Trillix, like, yeah. The I hate the optic, but they look really cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Mine, I had to sell it back. Upside day, down like, for no reason. Right. But actually, it's very effective. But, um, and so the Argentines had the fully automatically capable FALs, right? That's they're one of the only countries that ever adopted a fully automatic FAL, which is interesting. And retained it as well. Yeah. And retained it, yeah. And but anyway, uh, in the film, um, you know, the Brits are using the L1A1 SLR, the uh, the Sterling, blah blah, the high power, and so the shooting starts. They get into that house, and they drop those two Argentine guys outside. The first guy is the the officer and then the medic, they drop him because they don't know he's a medic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This is really a bad podcast for spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's a warning in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's why I was like, yeah, we should probably put yeah, some in there. <gasps> spoilers. Um, when you find this super obscure film and you want to watch it <laughs> and you already know what happened. the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but it's, it's really not taking anything away. Cause like it's, it's, it's visually very, it just, it's a good, it's a good watch if anybody can find it. Um, sure. <laughs> anyway, so they drop those two guys. They don't. They don't fucking. Uh, once they're down, they're down. The threat's eliminated, until the guy pulls out a grenade, and they're like, "Well, what the fuck do we do?" He's like, "Well, if he goes to do any action, like, drop him." But other than that, just it. He's down. Like the threats. Li- and it's like so. That's how warfare is supposed to be with the rules, quote unquote, of war. And it's like they show that, and these Argentine guys are just sitting there, suffering. And it's like, well, that's really fucked up for the guys inside to see. And that's why some of them are like, let's just fucking shoot them. Sounds familiar. Anyway, um, so it's like, but, but they showed that. Like, because, I mean, in the initial, the initial attack, like the Argentines get their asses kicked. Uh, if you're talking about numbers, they were still respectful. They were still professional. They still played by the quote-unquote rules. I, I, when I say rules, I hate that fucking term because... War is so shitty to begin with. I don't think that rules are, it's a good way to put it. But anyway, you know, you guys know what I'm saying. So they, they abide by the rules. The Argentines do. And so do the uh, British, the, 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 the Royal Marines and the, um, the uh, Falkland Island Defense Forces. They abide by the rules, you know? So it's like everybody's abiding by the rules, but they're still shooting at each other constantly. At the beginning when the uh, governor's like, no, these are all wooden walls. Like there's going to be no firing in this town, it's like, yeah, it's very true. Like, if you, you sh- if you start shooting, like, nobody is safe. And we see that when the shooting starts. Love that. The fucking uh, pipe gets hit in the wall. 
Yeah, and the yeah, well, fucking yes, water yes. starts coming out. Yeah. 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 That was just you like, never see yep. that. You never see details like even that in Stalingrad and all these fucking and movies, starting a fire. Like, at least you think originally. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's it's, it's dripping on the fucking outlet, and it's like, I I was actually worried and concerned. I'm like, is that going to start a fire? But they probably just shorted it out and then, you know, short circuited and all that shit. Luckily, because it's like, yeah, then you got a fire. Like the whole place is burning down. And then she she walks through it with the lasagna and gets shocked to death. <laughs> um. <laughs> the lasagna looked really good, by the way. But anyway. Um, Dude, I'm so. Well, I haven't had free. dinner yet. That sounds so yeah, amazing that, right now. Yeah, me either. Uh, so, because really? yeah. you said you had to. Yeah, eat, eating. I talking? cooked for everyone else, and I didn't cook for oh, myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, who's gonna cook for you, Wendy's? <laughs> myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's. I thought you were gonna say Dude, something pretzel, like pretzel pub pub chicken sandwich was the best thing ever, and they should all go out of business for taking it off the menu. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> bastards, I thought you were gonna say something. Fucking fucking bastards. Go get a fucking baconator and shut the fuck up. I thought you were gonna say something like, "Yeah, I had I I had my I had dinner, but I haven't had second dinner yet, or something like that." <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's yeah. that's kind of. He hasn't line, done a bang, but, you know. Right, yeah, so. yeah we we've not done a bang bang. <laughs> oh, a bang bang. Yeah, so we're we're fucked. Oh. That's uh, no oh, no Jesus. bang bang. I know, I know, I know. Wait, Nate, do you know what a bang bang is? No. Oh, what? Oh. Is it a sexual? You know what a fucking bang, 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 what a bang, bang is? Okay, take a minute. Tell the tell them what a bang bang is. Oh, dude. So it's from, uh, you ever seen uh, the show Louie? No. It's Louis C.K.'s show. I, I remember. I remember up. of it, yeah. Yeah. So there's an episode where him and his, his brother, another comedian in real life, uh, who's a really rotund individual, um, they're like, yeah, tomorrow we're going to go to the gym and do all this shit and blah, blah, blah. And all this, this whole life that we're living, this unhealthy life, it's over. And then he's like, oh, yeah, agreed. And he's like, so bang, bang, right? And he goes, bang, bang, now? And so what a bang, bang is, I'll keep it short so we can fucking move, is you go to one style of restaurant. It has to be a different style. So this this comes in later. So they choose Indian. (laughs) They go and have a massive meal at an Indian joint. Smorgasbord. Oh, fucking everything, right? right? They have a massive meal at an Indian restaurant, right? And then immediately you go out of there and you go and have another meal that's a different genre right there afterwards. Uh-huh. It's bang, bang. Uh-huh. And so they, they choose a diner. And they have, oh, yeah, so Indian diner. You can do it. You can do it. Um, I would we have to do the premiere of Reveille. Do a bang, bang. How to finish it. Oh, <laughs> like, fuck, man. Like, dude, I, I've done it once or tried crew. to do it. It's, it's, it's really bad. Yeah, what was it's, yours again, Mike? What did you do? It was it was it was pizza so Italian Chinese. Oh. It, oh. oh yeah. It did not work. We tried it. It was a fucking miserable oh. experience for two days. Oh. <laughs> I think it worked and, then. And, oh, a two MSG and fucking oh. dough flowing yeah. through my yeah, veins with your, for two days. With your, with your with your genetics, it probably would be like awful right now. Oh it, well, yeah. Well, I didn't know I had celiac at that point, oh, okay. but like. It was the pizza was good. It was in St. Paul, Minnesota, and it was. I love that place. I would go back Minnesota. there. Cross, but like, anyway. Um, so anyway, it was. It was. It was. Yeah, it was that, and it's just not realistic. It's something you see on a TV show, and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna try that." Just kind of like the Riot Punch, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did that back in the day. Also, not a great idea. It's just an idea that some clowns came up with, right. and they're like, "We'll put it on a TV show," and then retards like me try it. 
Can we go to and Walmart? We'll do it the, again. My, we have to get do the event, fucking my, blue jug of shit, and then you know, let's dump. Let's a do like it. hibachi waffle house. Oh my <laughs> no! Well, no. that that would well that wouldn't be bad actually. I think it might work. Uh, that wow, would work yeah. well. Then, well uh, one At of the two a.m. Like, in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> what, what he says in uh in in fucking in in Louis, he's like barbecue IHOP. He's like. Oh, God. Oh, his, God. His reaction to that. No. Yeah, you're done. Like, you're fucked uh, at that point. You're, that's, that's comatose for several days. Barbecue. You're done. But anyway, God, again, we're not on a fucking tangent about food. German-Mexican. Um, no, we can't do that. German and, food is and so fajitas filling. fajitas and, like, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah it's so German food is so fucking filling. Um, Thai. We'll, we'll, fi- we'll figure it out. Oh, oh no! So I just went to a Thai restaurant the choice. other night. No, just... <laughs> Dude, I would I've been to Pan Thai a few times yeah. and fucking I would do Thai. Thai like, I become a flamethrower. GF. What do you think about that? But, uh, what would you thai say, hop? Mike? Thai hop. Thai hop. Oh god. Thai hop. Yeah, Thai hop. Thai We may have discovered something here that hasn't been done before. Okay, special episode number 50. Film, this is going to go on. Film, film, during t- film during a tie hop. Yeah. Yeah. You just hear us we'll fly to the middle, yeah. the middle point between all of us and go to a tie like hop. We're do, we, are, we are at the end of it. We do, we're doing like the Chewbacca pukes. We're like, oh. <laughs> here we are like, in West Virginia doing the tie hop. I just imagine the whole <laughs> restaurant would smell like diarrhea. I mean, it's just. Yeah. Which one? It would, Which one? <laughs> the tie hop. It wouldn't be good. It's it one restaurant, good, right? Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, it's, it's like, two. You have to go to two separate joints. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> you have tie. I thought you meant like how it's Chevron and McDonald's would do their thing together. I thought you meant oh, it would fuck be no. Like, no. no, 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 Mike, Mike. This, like a so here's the problem: Robin. is in between those two, uh, that trip to the next restaurant, you have that time okay. for it to settle. Okay, that's the big fucking problem. <laughs> okay, so right. They, before that's, you go that's and get the your, issue. It's okay. And so, Paul's stack of pancakes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, barbecue IHOP, that would be bad. Thai hop, though, I think if you played your cards right and had it, but you have to have an entire meal. You can't just like pussyfoot around and get some appetizers no. and like a, maybe a light meal. You know, you no, like a lumberjack full, special. You know, a like. full fucking meal and then an entire full fucking meal at IHOP. Just, there's no, there's no fucking around. Thai, Thai, Thai spicy. And then going straight to an IHOP. Right, I just oh, had yeah. fucking a full, a full like Thai meal, and then chased it down with a, with pancakes. Yeah, oh. Like, oh, we're doing yeah, Thai hop. Syrup. Yeah, post, post Revely premiere. Sausage. Thai hop. Right. Yeah. Fucking yeah. bacon. And if, it's a, yeah. and if it's in LA, you fucking know the traffic's gonna suck. It's gonna <laughs> Mike, be fourteen hours between before we get IHOP. Mike, you know? Mike, Mike B, you fucking. Chewbacca vomit just sound like a chair what? skirting on a kitchen floor. <laughs> I fucking just well, died. I've heard it. I've done it. I've heard it. My friend, my friend, when we back in the day, like Dude, it was I, very, you can cut this it out. Was, I'm sorry. No, it was very accurate. It just made me. Yeah, cry. I know because I've heard it a billion fucking times. Because my friend used to scream puke when we drank, and he'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like. Shut up. Like, people are trying to sleep, and he's like, I'm fucking dying. I'm like, no, you're not. Drink water and shut the fuck up. And, like, that's how it went. Like, I have to hold your piece. fucking hand. John, I don't yeah. want to drink anymore. Shut the fuck up. Right. Yeah, it's, 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 anyway, um, my, again, my bad for giving us Tie hop. That's what I got out of this. Okay. We were, no, we were talking Coming. about, we were talking about, sh- uh, the shooting, 
The bloody blood. I'll take it on a tangent from this. I don't even remember. To, to touch on something that Michael said earlier. Yeah, the major fucking knew everything from the beginning. He was totally realistic. It wasn't like we're gonna sink ships and hold the port. It's like oh you know, oh you mean you mean these are you our mean, options. Uh, you mean clever girl. This is what we can do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> clever girl. Yeah. Like you know the whole every act he ever does, he knows the options. But I thought it was really cool. It wasn't just this like pompous. He said the one like, f. Oh, he said the well. one f word in the whole entire thing, which on British television. Well, they said a pretty, couple said, times after 10 p.m. Times, yeah. Did they Didn't say show anything more than once? Oh yeah, yeah, but it was rel. It was very relevant and very. Fuck, didn't you see that? <laughs> yeah Touché. no no they said uh he said fuck once in his speech and then um oh what was the other one um i can't think of it right now Brian, what the fuck are you doing i'm uh, crossing off notes sounds Sorry. like you're like i'm not talking you're you're, you're paper cutting no i'm just are, are, are you like marking are you like marking yeah just marking okay so yeah now we're gonna jump on imfdb uh, there actually is one for this uh, movie, unlike Shershaw, we did. So, which I'm sorry I missed that, guys. I really want to enjoy holding We're hands not. together with that uh, background music. It's okay. It's all good. It wasn't really that strong of a film, in my opinion. It was good, but it wasn't like it was cool to there, see there, mountain there fighting. Was, in the there were some cool. There were some yeah. cool bits and some yes, cool stuff. There were some cool but bits, but there was a but... lot of cultural differences. Would not what I would not want in my war movies. Let's just say that. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It. I so. want an insos rifle. That's all I know. I yes. really want an insos. Why? They are insos. literally the so bastard cool. a, of the generation of war with like a, a neon orange buttstock and like, uh, furniture. Like, yeah. why would I not want? And one? Mike wants one of those weird ass helmets. If you can consider. Oh, did you buy oh, that? One? Oh, you mean the Tupperware helmet? Yeah. The potka. Yeah. The potka. It's not yeah. Tupperware. It's steel and Kevlar. No, I know. Is. I know. I know. I'm just saying. It looks like a Tupperware. Did you buy it? He was making a funny. Yeah. No, I didn't fucking buy it. I can't oh. afford that shit right now because of my fucking previous addiction spending. I'll get one eventually. So, hopefully, it doesn't sell out because I want one too. <laughs> Wait, they're fucking. Have they're really sale? interesting. So Actually, yeah, there's some, yeah. Sale. He sent me a link. Oh, yeah, I kind of want to. Yep. Um. All right. He's like, I really so want for a collection. Account. It was like, what about this? How much? Um. Like 175 bucks. You're going to buy his helmet. <laughs> I might. I, 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 I don't give a fuck. If somebody's got it that's going to appreciate it, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. I'll, so. We'll talk. Wear it we'll every talk time after. we have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't like, you don't like my hat I wear right now. So, you know, we'll just, we'll just, you know. I want to see Nate. Oh my God. I want to see Nate in the podcast. Yeah. That, Dude, I'll wear, I'll oh wear, I'll wear that sun cover even indoors, you know. <laughs> Nate, I'll send you the link. Okay, okay. It's not going to fit his head, though. It's just going to sit on top of his no, just, that, you just wear the cast iron like fucking armor. Yeah, it's yeah. probably it's probably like Pope. size like forty eight. <laughs> it's like it'll look like Indian. A, look like a thimble know. on my head. What the fuck is a size forty eight? Do you know how sizes? Work no, that, I'm saying that's something that I know it's probably gonna be a small ass or impossible number. It's a size joke. thirteen. Point out my joke, Mike B. Ha 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 ha. Austrian. <laughs> it's gonna look like a fez on top of your head. Yeah. Right. All right. Penis. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Browning high powers. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> All right, let's go. So got Rex Hunt, yeah, with the uh, the the high power. Yep. He never fires it, but you know at least he had it. Yeah, they're cool because it's not blank adapted now. Yeah, forty five at the radio station. I noticed that. Um, yeah, it's the A one. Those are super cool. Double barrel shotgun. 
from the butler. Gonna which shoot I the thought I thought he, I thought that was going to be like the gut wrenching thing where he would come out and shoot one of them. I thought that was going to yeah. be a scene too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. but I they thought it was going to. But they tightened they tightened that tension and then they released it. And they yep. released it, it, it in a very really comical good, yeah. way, which was him just laughing, holding a shotgun. They're like, take that away. It's like, yeah, okay. as they would. Yeah. yeah, yeah, why, yeah. why the fuck would we let this guy have a shotgun? Uh, yeah. Again, it's de- it's de- it defies the cliches, which is yes, good. exactly. Yep. Right. Because yeah, that would have been was... a cliche. Absolutely. Right. Really, really yeah. quick. Let's get back on that, because that was a good conversation. Um, You're right, Nate, because it's like literally every time I was expecting a cliche and I'm just like, oh, give me a reason to hate this fucking film. Right. It's like it didn't happen, and it was the opposite. It's like, oh, that's what I would have. Or, or it was in released life. in a different way. It, well, that's it, what I mean. Yeah. Like that's that that's a very valid like uh, 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 resolution in real life is what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's like okay, that that's probably what would have happened in this situation instead of all oh, the guts and glory. Like, yeah, he's gonna sit there and shoot one guy, and they're gonna fucking light him up like a Christmas. I took tree. one from the Union Jack. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, fuck that. No, it's like, <laughs> this, is <laughs> this is my last stop. This is my last stop, Governor. It's what they all sound like. Dude, I was at JFK in, in Queens, like one of the boroughs in New York City last week, and fucking, yeah, some people do sound like they're toddlers. <laughs> yeah, fucking I'll give pusher. you that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, next, stupid, to the Sterling. Stupid pusher. <laughs> Sorry. Stupid pusher. Stupid pusher. <laughs> I love the Sterling. And they, they did use it in the Second World War. Very the end, note. though, right? Very, very uh, toward the end. Some commandos. There's one photo. Army guys. There's one photo I've seen from Market Garden of a British para holding one. Yeah, it was called the Patchet, and it was they threw them into the Rhine at the end of the operation because they didn't want the Germans to get them. But they're just they're really cool. And it was why the, they're a fucking modified Sten. I was just about to say that they're the best version of the Sten. They're better than the F1 though. That fucking Australian, you know, piece of shit. Talk about the Owens. And we'll talk about. No, the F1, which is like a, it's a Sterling, but the mag goes at the top. No, yeah, it's an Owen submachine gun. It's a, it, no, no, the F1. Actually... The F1 is a Sterling with the mag goes at the top. It's Australian. The Owen's great. I thought okay, it was the yeah, same well, thing. We'll, yeah, we'll talk no, about that. A Sterling we'll talk about and, a, that. and an F1 are different. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so here's anyway, that scene Sterling's you were talking great. about, Nate. Yeah. Yeah, here's so, that the, scene. so yeah, it looks so... like, it looks like, yeah, you got two L1A1s with, with, I, dude. Dude, I, when I see when I see bayonets on just a barrel with no like support, I'm just thinking like it's the Johnson all over again. It's gonna bend. Okay, so that that is actually inaccurate. Um, the L1A1 bayonets would have been parkerized at that point. They would have been uh, subdued. Okay, they're not shiny. Okay, so uh, but I know why they did that because it's a film. Right, you have to show that there's bayonets on there. It's cool. Those are probably those are probably flexible bayonets too. To be really honest. Oh yeah, they're yeah. probably they're probably rubber. Yeah, they're they're props. But like um, in real life, yeah, the the L one A one, all models of them were uh, parkerized and subdued. So and they also those are not L one A one bayonets. Those are some weird. Yeah, I was gonna say because I don't I don't yeah there. I don't remember them ever looking like that. But I I yeah, hate I hate the aesthetic look of a bayonet on a rifle where it's just the barrel and there's nothing underneath to support it. Like the M one Grand is a perfect example of the like the of like you know it it doesn't look like a stick with a knife. Which is what yeah, I always. Yeah. Well, but yeah. that's a that's a Cold War battle rifle, though. You know? I know, I know. Like, it just looks like it's it gonna just, break. I love it. It looks like it's gonna break. Dude, well, the saying. Johnson, the Johnson was with the M1 Grant out was outpicked from or outbeat the Johnson on a 
a couple little things, but primarily it was the barrel the could not take the uh, the blunt force, like the, the stabbing force, with a bayonet on it. It would always bend, or it would have, or it have stuff, little stuff would happen to it, or things like they that. They were also using eighteen-inch bayonets at that point. They were well, using that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. That's yep. right. That's right. So the, these, the L one A one is, uh, I think, eight inches or six inches, because uh, I have one. I have a bayonet, and um, it's an Australian one, which is weird. But like, yeah, it's they were. They were, never mind. I'm not going to get into that whole <laughs> rant the history of the fucking L1. With a bayonet on it is like a fucking spear. It's like 2,000 feet long. Yeah, That's all I have yeah, to say about it. It's yeah. hysterical. Yeah. It's like, yep. you feel like you could throw it. <laughs> yeah, so this is what I'm talking about. So go up to that picture. Yeah. Um, so if you fire a 9mm sterling through the ceiling or the, the, the floor it's there. It's not going to blow grape-sized holes. No, it's not going to blow yeah. big holes. It's going to be very little holes. There will be dust coming down and shit from it, but like... Again, that's for a film. I get that. I don't hold that against them. Yeah. Because I know why they did it. Same. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, and then yep. there's our, there's our, there's our. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's British Richard Nixon. Um, yeah, yeah. I am not a crook. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, here we go. That. This is fun. That was hot. That was hot, too, yeah. Hot. <laughs> so hot right now, Sterling. <laughs> yeah, the LP4A1. So Dude. I saw that fucking huge, stupid, like, front end of it, and I was like, I know what that is. There's only oh, yeah. one gun that looks like that, and I love it. Well, it's basically it's basically a fucking well rod, but with a, in a, with sterling. a sterling. Yeah. <laughs> but somebody screwed a fucking filato on the end. <laughs> right. It's pretty cool they have that integral, like, grip, like, hand grip thing right yeah, there. Cause, yeah, because, dude, that suppressor is so fucking hot. A wooden hand it. grip and a, and a, you know, 80s or yeah, you know, well, Cold War era submachine gun. They tried that, so the Delisle carbine, too, like, had that grip on there, and they realized that, yeah, the suppressor gets really fucking hot. It's really hot, really quick. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah, but we don't, but, like, yeah, it's, and I like how the Argentine, or the Argentine commandos have that as well as some of the British guys. Yep. So, it's like, yeah, the Argentine commandos are going to have the best shit, and they had all the, the night vision scope on the, um, uh, oh, that was cool. So what is this? The yeah. fucking 45,000 pound is that, one. Is that, is that a sterling, though, right there? I don't that's, know what that is. That's a, the silent sterling, yeah. No, it's not. The barrel's too thin. The barrel profile's way too thin. Well, maybe that's how they propped them up. Uh, maybe, but, like, I don't... It's too long, too, to be a, a suppressed sterling. <laughs> it looks like a wand for a, for an M2 flamethrower. <laughs> that's, right. Well, that's yeah, why I asked, because it, like, yeah. Cause it, well, he's got something on his back. Well, it, what the fuck? Well, that's, that's the radio, because he's, got, he's radio got headsets off. on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he... he well, yeah. Look at the other I, stills. Yeah. See it at the length. But if you see the barrel profile is a lot thicker. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't... That and then also there's no... Mag- oh, there is a magazine on there. Yeah. They just fucked it up. Yeah. It was a prop. Yeah, yeah. So it was oh, a prop because yeah, it was a... It, yeah. Yep. Uh, grease gun. Mm-hmm. There's the yes, gun. an M3. Guns. Yep, yep. Such a... So, so cool. Uh, let I me fu- ask... Yeah, go for it. I just said real quick. Are they... Are the Argentines... Are they wearing M1 helmets? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was all... They had a lot of Uncle Sam yeah. support. <laughs> yeah, yep. a lot Actually, of Actually, the U.S. was very key in negotiating between um, the... Uh, both nation states. The UK that comes up in the film too. Yeah, a lot. Reagan. They, they, met, they mentioned Reagan too. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very big. They, like I think the uh, Secretary of State flew down to Argentina during the crisis. So, was, but yep, they had a lot of U.S. surplus. I have uh, the biggest thing though with with helmets and just to, to end it up is it it's like mostly like fixed bales and like uh, early 60s or late 50s like uh, American surplus helmets. 
A lot of times you see like the M44 goggles. But the, the one big thing you see from Argentinian made in these helmets was they had like fox leather um, sweatbands. Faux blue. leather. Faux. Come to New England. Jesus faux Christ. Leather, New fox? Like uh, <laughs> faux leather. Fucking say pizza. You yeah, say, say roof, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, roof, <laughs> you, you fucker. I I have. I he have, was ready for yeah, it. Ha- yeah, you're ready. Yeah. Fox, play the sound okay, bite. Okay, honestly, honestly, I'm gonna honestly, go up to honestly, my rough. Honestly, no, rough. I don't say rough. I say roof. Roof. <laughs> Bad enough. Roof. Anyway, fuck off, <laughs> dude. I've never heard someone say. Fuck. Do you also say redux instead of redo? Like redux. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. It's but French, motherfucker. You do you redux? speak it? You say redux. They had. They had blue sweatbands. So if you're collecting it, you ever see like <laughs> a helmet with blue sweatband? Oh, in it? yeah. Yep. You're yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. That's like yep. an Argentinian yep. thing only. So, and you see them a lot in this war. There's some great photos from the end of the war where like there's fields of helmets, and that's where a lot of them yep. come from. But it's all woodland covers, some, some uh, Mitchell, mostly. Well, no, a lot of these were actually the uh, all, of, all of green covers that oh, we, right too, we yeah. made in the 50s and early 60s, never used them. We used the Mitchell pattern in favor of that. We sold a shitload to Canada and elsewhere, and that's what you see here. And a lot of them also just would take burlap or Hessian covers, as we call them. And the Argentinians would have uh, used those as well um, on the outside. And this film actually got it pretty right, because the ones that do have covers, it's just the plain olive green ones. Yep. Yeah, or olive drab, rather. Different. It's cool yeah. to see, though. I mean, they're, they're so oh, well yeah, put together. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. You know. So scroll down, Nate. Just wanted to talk about the uh, grease gun here for a sec. One thing I wanted to comment on it, uh, it was really funny. I I was I I fired one of these a couple months ago for the first time, and I thought Fuck I you. thought the yeah, I know I thought they were like I always hated them in the sense of just the way they looked. I like the Thompson so much better. I've live fired a Thompson before. I loved it. Man, was I wrong. That thing I, is amazing. I I've heard nothing I would but good. Hate the firing range. <clears throat> I love it. I've heard nothing but good stuff about the the M3 oh. in terms. And of I was firing the early fire war everything. one where it's the crank uh, handle uh, instead uh, of the uh, little uh, pull uh, handle, uh, the pull pull bolt. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was like. It, that's it, not early war. That's fucking late war. No, the the crank With the crank, the crank handle? No, crank handles early. Late war is pull crank back. handle early. Late war is, is put your finger yeah. in the bolt. Hundred percent. Early war. I, early I, war is <laughs> crank pull back M3's on the bolt. Crank, the simpler. The simpler is always later war. Always. Yeah, but I, I what I was under the impression Mike, of is that I'll bet you a thousand dollars right dollars. now that you're wrong. Okay, okay, but hear 2, me out to why to why I thought that 5, way because I thought I'm not going to bet you any fucking money, you clowns. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought that at the beginning of the war when they did the the like pull the bolt back, like it got so hot that they realized that that's not good in combat, and then they then they came out with the crank. No, no. What happened was is that they came with the crank and the cranks were breaking and they're like, how the fuck do you charge this thing? So guys were like, just drill a hole in the bolt. Or what they would do is they would create a channel down the side of the gun and they would put a little charging handle in the bolt itself so that there was a little, be a little charging handle outside the right hand. It was a field modified ETO thing. Um, and then the M3A1s came out where they elongated the um, ejector or the dust cover, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then um, they put two holes in there for your fingers. But no, it, first it was the crank. Then it was the field made, like you know, external charging handle. Then they went to the sticker finger in it. Okay. Because again, right after the war, it, it became a very you know tanker only weapon. You yeah. You don't see them in Korea really used. Some guys got them in Nam. I knew a lerp that had a fucking vest in Nam that hold like held twenty grease gun mags. Dude, the unit that made. I was in in the Wisconsin Guard up until 1998, when they were a mechanized unit, they had 
M3s in their fucking armory. We would go to like Living Histories as like second armored guys as, as tankers, and we'd have grease guns, and we would have Gulf War vets come up to us that were Abrams tankers and go grease gun M3A1, 13 parts, 45 caliber. Like fucking, you know, the people yep. that were like fathers of people I could have gone to high school with were issued and knew the ins and outs of this fucking gun. Yeah, yeah, so, that's what I mean. Know, yeah, it, it's it's great. It's, 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 uh, it is. It is. An, it's like I. I hate myself for hating it so much because if I would not have hated I it, it, I would have had a parts kit by now. So cool. <laughs> yeah. But And they show yeah. up before D-Day. Like, paratroopers jumped in the yeah. with them. I, yeah. I, yep. A friend of mine's father, a uh, really good tanker guy. You guys will meet one I don't day. know, Mike A. Uh, did they one. show up on D-Day? Uh, in terms of, like, tank crews, yes. I mean, but not, yeah. like, uh, not in terms of, like, you know, infantry and all that stuff. This guy was an infantryman, and he ditched it on the beach, and he picked up an M1 because he goes, really? this thing's going to get me killed. I don't know if he was a replacement, I don't, whatever, but he fucking, like, he had one. He walked in in June, you know, 44 and said, nope, and right. <laughs> fucking picked up an M1. No, in terms but they of... did. Go ahead, yeah. go ahead. I said, but yeah, they, they, they just did come out in that D-Day period, you know, so everybody really thinks they're tankers or late war or whatever, but like, eh, you know, again, like most things, people would be surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's never certain, you know, in terms of stuff like that, uh, I haven't seen them too much. Like, I start to see that thing way more in terms of my research, like, in the later war periods and stuff like that. But uh, in terms of D-Day, like, if someone said, oh, well, some, some guys had them in their units, like, okay, I'm sure they did. You know, I mean, I know that uh, there were uh, there were some guys on uh, on Omaha that were part of the British uh, 21 BDS that had Sten guns. A lot of people don't know that. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, uh, it could be, you know. I, I, I don't know, though. You even see paratrooper carbines up in Arnhem, dude. Like, there's a, there's a photo taken yeah. on Fox Sector on Omaha Beach on D Day of the of an M1A1 carbine with a folding stock. You know, crazy. Yeah, I'll show it to you yep. later. Yeah, I think that's where the guy's taking it apart or something. He is. Yeah, he's got yeah. like yeah, you know, <laughs> taking the sand out of it. Also, but, a little note we should we should talk about is like they said that you can go up a little bit, Mike. Uh, Nate's actually <laughs> so, doing it. Or Nate, I, who's the button Me. man? <laughs> Fucking Christ! Whatever, whoever the fuck is controlling this thing. So yeah, it's um, this is the Argentine version, and apparently they were chambered in nine by nineteen. There was a kit during the war that actually um, you could convert it to nine millimeter for like resistance operations and stuff. They're very oh, interesting easy to, to, to convert because it's a barrel and a and a, and a different mag insert. The Maybe a M one. They're very, this, they're great. They're simple and they're they're really cool. The, oh yeah, it's like it's like the American Sten is what I call it. Right. Yeah. Um, let me ask. Better because it's a clamshell. I've never actually. I, I've held real Thompsons before and stuff like that. I've never held one of these. Uh, is it uh, so, Nate? Like since you just had just experience with it, do you think it's heavier or lighter than it's the Thompson? Lighter. It's a million lighter. tons lighter. Not really. Not by not too not much. not it's not still... a lot. Not a lot. When you when you load when you load the mag, it does get very front heavy, especially in forty five. But. They're also shorter than the Thompson, but but, but they're so. shorter than the, yeah. they're shorter than the Thompson. They're back heavy. They're they're they are significantly lighter in terms of just the materials. Because if you think about it, the Thompson's fully milled, depending on the Thompson. Yeah, no, the Thompson's fully milled, and this is all stamped, and that's the whole you reason get, why yeah. they were phasing out the Thompson for this is because a cheaper, quicker, and lighter. It's like thirty bucks for a Thompson compared to like two. 48 yeah. for one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Crazy. I yeah. mean, I could, if I saw that a mile away, I would say that's stamped metal. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's, it's like, absolutely, oh, it's, it's absolutely stamped, stamped yeah. metal. It's stamped, and yeah. then the clamshells yeah. each side are welded together, and that's why, actually, if you look through the top of it, you can see the seam. Right, yeah, I've it's seen that. Yeah, yeah like, like the whole top of the yeah. gun, there's a giant weld on the top. A giant, and, a giant and, bead on it, yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and the Thompson, 
um, is all milled. You know, it's all one block they have in the mill, and that takes time, that takes resources, that takes skill. You have to train someone to do it. This, you you have a guy just pulling a lever and stamping the metal, and then you send it off to the guy who welds it. Like, boom, 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 done. So, you know, it's just Classic a America. bunch of stuff. But, yeah, no, that that was a tangent. But, no, I mean, it was it – was, I was blown away at how wrong I was. And uh, if you're not a fan of not having, you know, a fast cichlet rate, it's not going to be the gun for you, obviously. But in terms uh, of – Fast like, cichlet rate means less accuracy. It, 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 yeah, incredibly. Um, but, like, the thing, the, the, the thing is, is that, you yep. know, when I, when I fired it, man, like, you know – barely much kick even with semi and with full it was like i just had to lean in just a little bit more and i didn't even like i wouldn't get off target my eyes wouldn't like it's not like climbing like the 40 like the thompson god god i killed like tops of trees with that the first time i ever fired that so you know it's just but um but yeah no like i it's a fantastic gun but yeah tangent over we'll keep pushing on all right all that's right, fine cool. yeah so the l1a1 yep giant fucking about that. i want one so goddamn bad i love mine they're fun Oh, they're so they're a lot of fun. but there's so much for 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 a non-reenacting yeah. collection. It's hard for me to do that right now. And they they didn't see too much combat experience. I mean, they were in armies for a long period of time, but Vietnam not, and not the that Falcons many conflicts. Really two places yeah. that you so uh, just going with through their... uh, with this rifle right here. Uh, one scene that I like. We were talking about Mike mentioned rules earlier, like the rules of engagement and all that stuff. One scene I liked a lot actually is the next day when. Uh, I don't forgot what was exactly was going on, but uh, the major he comes up and some guys like you know laying down next to the door. And he's he sees the Argentinians like doing something up on the hill, and he goes, "That's not right. Like like that's not what they're supposed to do or something like that. Shoot them, you know, because like yep. according to him, they're they're breaking they have, the rules of of what they have doing. a ceasefire. Yeah, right, yeah, yep. they're advancing in the ceasefire. Yeah, and, and he's like, like, "That's not what they're em. supposed to do. Shoot them. You yeah, know? I was like, that's yeah. wow. <laughs> I did I did like that. And again, it's like I don't know. Again, it's breaking that cliche, I think. Yep. Um, um, but yeah, the, there's Littlefinger right there for you, Mike. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, and then um, this guy, uh, this I'll show him later. But yeah, uh, Grunt. Yeah. Anyone? The guy with the sandwich in the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The FAL, obviously Argentinians. Um, Metric pattern. Yeah. There was a very British moment in this movie where like it's the next day and the fucking like armored cars and stuff like that are coming in. And this lady comes out. She's like, do you boys want some tea? You know, and the guy, <laughs> the guy goes, yeah, get down, you stupid bitch. You know, or something like that. <laughs> yep, yep, I was yep, like, yeah. that was thank great. you, sir. I fucking hate when yeah. I see stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very soldier. Yeah. Very yeah, heated. Before Mark one. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is something I was going to ask you guys about because I don't mm. know that much about them, and I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know much about this either. It's yeah. a really um, heavy gun, it's, it's, and it's, it's an it's, impossibly and, heavy and just, gun. Site. And just uh, we never said what it was. We just said, "Oh, it's a cool gun." It's the FN Fallow, which I've never oh, heard. It's so. yeah. So they they had them in like the Canadian military and like early on in other militaries. It's just a heavier barreled bipoded version of the fal so you can have sustained fire with so it's kind of like an L- um, an lmg version of it quotation marks or or yes, an lmg setup for the same gun like, yeah. yeah it's just a heavier barreled l1a kind of remind it would so, kind of remind me of like a i'm uh, like a bar yes but it's worse because they're just they just don't have the same ability to have the same sustained rate of fire okay. they're just a very 
thin metal but yeah it was it was a failed concept for like the, like the rpk gotcha you know they're like hey let's put like a you know heavier barrel on an ak and make it a squad automatic weapon and it works in a sense but it never works truly you know it's more like a stopgap that's a... It's like a brand is like hardcore like ready to go like oh yeah it's like the l4 you see you know oh. which is just a 762 version of a fucking it's a hell of a scope gun. on that thing so, oh, the PVS-2? Yeah. Yeah, that's the Starlight. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's the first like a, generation night vision. It's like a Star Wars scope right there or something. That's that's the Vietnam War um, uh, US night vision. And uh, we used to play with them when we did, like, Cold War events and NOM events. And you take an M16, which is, like, light as a feather, basically, for rifles. And you put that on it. And it's bulky. It's heavy. You hit everything. It hurts. You can't see shit. It's like, I can't tell if that's trees swaying or people walking. <laughs> and I'm five feet away. <laughs> like, you know. But they are. They're really cool. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, when I saw that, the first thing I thought of, Ooh, that guy's gonna, I must've been sucked in that actor. Cause fucking I played with that shit and it's just, it looks cool, but it's heavy, it's bulky, it's expensive and it's fragile. So, you know, like it's the worst of everything. Yeah. The L4A4. Yep. Yeah. So Bren L4A4, uh, but you know, what's cool yeah. about the L4A4. Huh? Um, so that takes, yeah, what's weird is, so this takes inch pattern magazines, which is the L1A1, right? The metric, when somebody mentioned earlier, is the pretty much every other FAL. Right. And so the inch pattern magazines that are, were designed for this were 30 rounds, and they have a bigger uh, um, um, locking lip on them than the metric one does. So the Argentinians would have had to have modified the feed lips on every single fucking magazine <laughs> in order to get this oh, to work with them. God. It's worth it, but what's cool is the Brits can just use these interchangeably with their L1A1s. Right, yeah. I've got a bunch of L L4 magazines. They fit right into my inch pattern FALs. You want to talk about a bitch of a gun to make semi and able to have in the States, man. Brens are just, uh, yeah. Oh what, my god, none it? of them fucking work. They're terrible. Oh. They just suck ass. Well, because the receiver's so fucking big, and when they cut them, there's so much room for error when you're rewelding them yeah. or trying to put them back together. Yeah, for a semi, for a semi so, conversion, and most of them are garage jobs yeah. too. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You got Bubba Gump with the welder, and he sucks at his job. Yeah. And you know, it's like fuck. But to touch but, on the, uh, yeah. the the inch thing, though, do you know where that comes from, Mike? No. So they've traced it down to, it's called the Enfield Inch. There was a discrepancy in converting the plans over from millimeter into imperial measurements in the 50s when they got the original FAL yep. from Belgium. And that is the reason that, that's not the reason that the Magwell is different, but that's the reason that like the parts are just a little off. And the yep. L1A1 parts will not work. It was a it was a conversion error in the 50s, kind of akin to the same thing with the show shows, the 30 at six show shows. There was yep. a conversion error in the plans from you know imperial to metric in 19 teens, and that's why the 1918 30 at six show show was a piece of shit because they they're all made wrong. Um, also, it the, was yeah, that's a different art. That's a different topic. Yeah, but it's the same. It's just funny how like literally the reason that the English the the Enfield inch exists for inch pattern receivers is a clerical error from the fifties. That's the only reason. You What's know, funny is you can th you can throw metric. a metric you can throw a metric kit on an inch receiver just fine. True, but there's there I'm talking about the internals like the triggers and all that kind of stuff. There's there's, there's yeah some yeah parts yeah that won't work. yeah. 
It's but well, no, it's just, they 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 do. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Well, it's yeah. not worth getting into a fucking. But nerd. the Enfield inch. No, the L seven eight two, better known as the two forty Bravo, or the Mag. Yeah. Yep. That guy's been on the gangster British films, by the way. That guy. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. That mustache, though. <laughs> But yeah, the Brits started using those before we did, and that's why we adopted mm-hmm. that. And because um, they they were starting the whole using world it. started using those, we went right? For the and M60. Then we were like, we have the M60. It's fucking superior. It's like, well, it's lighter. Yeah, it, it's yeah. pretty good. But dude, oh yeah, the Mag Fifty Eight is an amazing fucking platform. Can you machine. find them here in the states or no? Are they rare? What Mag Fifty Eight? Yeah. Or like M two forties, what like Mag Mag like, fifty eight's like semi like legal in our. Oh yeah, yeah it's really hard to find. Yeah, okay, the actual 10, Mag fifty eight semi. Yeah. Oh, would you say Brian? Ten fifteen thousand for a semi. Oh no 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 no. Oh for a semi, yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. Go for ahead. a semi. Oh yeah no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we're in the right range. Yeah. The, so I don't actually know if the Argentines would have been using M sixty sevens at this point. So I can't comment. And M sixty sevens are fragmentation grenades, just for people who don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yep. They're the, they're the typical baseball grenade. They're still standard issue with the United States military. Bloody they're blah. the ones that are know. so boring to look at in films. <laughs> yeah, but they're in every film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They work. Right. <laughs> oh, they do work. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah you know. But um, so that was really that. cool. Also, the rifle grenades. The rifle grenades. Yeah. yeah. Was well, nice to see. Yeah. Yep. Which yeah. just looks like a pure yeah. sex toy it, yeah it's, it's a tube with a ball on the end of it uh the imfdb decla- uh, apparently doesn't know what type of rifle grenade this is because it just says rifle no, grenade. i don't either it's just a yeah. you know Argentin- just, argentinian it, it, movie grenade it, the dildong mark II. The dildong yeah mark II. it might have been made up for the movie you know yeah. it, it, it might just yeah, be a prop for sure <laughs> well well hold on real quick just let me do a simple google let's do fn what is, okay Grenade or FFFN rifle? Fuck, I can't type. It's only only one FN yeah. rifle, as we know. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. to your right, to your right, to your right, to right. There you go. Yeah, fourth one fourth in. One. There's the Dildong too. Quora. What the fuck is a Quora? <laughs> it's a fucking site where people ask retarded questions and get even more retarded answers. So, is there a photo in there of like a guy in a st- uh, German helmet with one down there? What's no, and below that, like yeah, oh. that's a that's a Bundesgrenzschutz guy uh, from a, the fifties. Okay, yeah. STG fifty eight or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a BGS guy uh, yep. from the fifties. G one, it's a G one. That's the uh, FAL version that they used in the late fifties yeah. before the G three. Like Look at that pose. There you go. Looks like he has a sixty. Let's say you have to fucking hold him. People think you could fucking shoulder fire rifle grenades. It's like it's ah, like the knee mortar no. thing. Yeah, yeah no, mortar. no. You gotta throw it. You gotta put it on the ground, bud. But well, you can do it with the knee. That's how you do a knee mortar. No, no. <laughs> Wait, are you joking? Are you serious? I dare you to fire a knee mortar off your knee and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, some fucking guy from Brooklyn found out in 1942. Yeah. <laughs> Stop telling people. About Is that it. a real thing Wait, that happened? So where was he from? No, one but more that's time, like Brian? you know. Oh. Where was he Sorry? from? Where was he from? One more time, Brian. Brooklyn. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> But, uh, I'm gonna fire no, this. Was... I'm gonna fire this thing like a Nemo off hey, my Joe, knee. Hey Joe, look what I found! Holy shit! Holy fucking holy shit! This fucking Jay. thing. It's got a curve on it. You know, you like you put it here. That looks like um, an M61 body on a tube. So it might have been made for the film. I yeah. think. Yeah. 
I took Still a shot there. with this knee mortar here. Now I have no more knees. <laughs> no, I, I thought you were just going to say, now I have no more knee. <laughs> Singular. Knees. Holy shit. Yeah, it's all gone. They call it a million dollar wound. Went back um, to the States and I got the biggest amount of pussy you ever fucking see in your life. <laughs> you couldn't even imagine. Yeah. It's fucking, yeah. Great film. And the kits are great. The only criticism I have with Yes, the please address the, the DPM because I, the yeah. DPM is wrong. Yep. It's the, the, the DPM stands for destructive or disruptive pattern it? material. Disruptive pattern material, and it's the British nomenclature because there's always a nomenclature um, for camouflages. And um, what they should be using in this is called DPM 68, which came out in 1968. And it's a very light brush stroke, if you know what I'm talking about. It's a World War II style camouflage they use for paratroopers on Denison's paratrooper smocks and stuff. And it's called brush stroke camouflage. Um, but in 1968, for whatever reason, they had used a very light version of it. And it, the reason they really used it is because it looks like the plains of the Rhine, which was where the British Army was stationed during the Cold War. So that in case the Soviets came and there was a you know a big battle, the British basically had to stop them from going over the Rhine. So they made this camouflage that's perfect for Central Europe. But when they went to the Falklands, well, it fucking doesn't you know blend in with anything. It's just horrible. And the blacks were just too small. It was too tan, and there was a lot of complaints that came out about it. So they actually ended up changing it again in 1988, I believe, to DPM 88 which they made a ton of, and it's a darker, it's a much better camouflage. It's the same style of brush stroke, but it's in a different layout. And they actually ended up modifying it one more time in 1995, DPM 95. But in this movie that they filmed in 1992, they're using DPM 88. That was obviously supplied by the British military. Um, but a funny side note, the DPM 68 is actually very hard to find. And there's one reason why. Britain being Britain, for some reason they stored... 99% of the stock, the NOS stock of that camouflage in one barracks or one supply depot in England. And in 1986, there was a massive fire where 60% of the army's camouflage burned in one night. So over the course of one night, half of the surplus stock or the stock of this DPM-68 camouflage went up in flames. So that was another reason where they really had to, you know, make a new pattern really quickly, um, the, the 88 pattern, and they were able to outfit everybody with it by the mid-90s but um 68 is kind of hard to find so i understand why they went with the 88 pattern but it is totally wrong and if you do look at original photos from the falcons and everything you'll see they're wearing this very strange very light green like you know camouflage and it's just this stuff that was made for fighting in central europe and they obviously were not in central europe kind of akin to what happened with chocolate ship camouflage when we went into uh the gulf war that's made for the mojave desert Where's the Mojave Desert? In America, not in the Gulf. So it's just a, a lesson in, you know, camouflages are really made for one environment. Very rarely, unlike multicam or scorpion or whatever the fuck you want to call it, like, do they blend in multiple places? But uh, the Brits definitely learned their lesson from this because it just, it's too bright. <laughs> yep. Anything you want to add, Mr. Camouflage Expert, Birch? <laughs> I'm not a camouflage expert. I'm a jack-of-all-trades, <laughs> master of none. But yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. We were talking about it the, the other day and like, um, yeah, it, it's fine. Like I can forgive that because of the quality of the rest of the like acting and the plot, the writing, the, 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 the cinematography, everything I can, I can forgive that. So it's such a small price to pay, but it is worth mentioning. You know? Yes. And, yep. uh, that's okay though. Like the second I, criticisms don't mm -hmm. mean the movie is bad, you know? That's, no, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And, and, and honestly, but, and honestly, it's like sometimes it's not even warranted a lesser of a, what we think of it. You know, it's just it's just the details, though. You know, yeah, it's just pointing out trivia. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like trivia. Yep. Yeah. Like super nerd shit that like very few people know about. Um, but it's still fun to like educate you guys that are listening and you go, oh, well, there's different patterns of DPM. Yeah, there are. Yeah, and and that's and that's where I think and that's where I think I've, I've been really been enjoying this of doing this, this project with you guys you know week after week after week has been you know learning different areas of history that I particularly don't know about uh, also knowing the details you know like exactly what Brian just said how the fuck would I know that yeah <laughs> you know right like, yeah I didn't know that shit either now yeah I like and I bet you if you looked it up. It'd probably be like the sixth article, and you stopped at the fourth. Right, right. You know, of a very obscure movie done in '92, run by the BBC. But you know, it's like right. it's like that's that's one of the benefits I think that we've been enjoying doing this whole this whole podcasting is bringing the, those details of light and sharing it with each other, but also sharing it with people to know it. They now know it's the wrong camouflage in this 1992 film. You know, it's about the Falklands well, and about the people Falklands also need to realize, war, you know, yeah, the Falklands War. People need to also realize that we're all learning shit on this podcast too. Like every time when we had uh, every time Sean yeah. on as an example, not singling him out, but like yes, because I know jack shit about the Roman the fuck warfare. Fuck the guns and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, but anyway, uh, it's like we all learn shit too, and it's like it's fun as shit to do this, and like you know, kind of convey our passions and our nerdery on to whoever's listening because it's like. Yeah, if it sparks your interest, you go, oh, there's three different patterns of DPM or actually four or five. Well, there's a lot more. But the cut the cut of the actual uniforms, too, changed, which is interesting, uh, from the 68 to the uh, 80. I don't think it's 88. I, I, it might be, but, like, I, I got I to gotta do research. Yeah, it's one of those. It's, but, but, yeah, it's like, but we always learn things, and there's some things that, yeah, we, we, we all know and we, we want to convey to you guys, but there's also things that we all learn on these podcasts from each other and guests that we have occasionally. And it's like, it's really fucking fun. So, all right. So with that, let's just get into final thoughts. Mike A. Hopefully people, you know, because of this podcast, the fact that the fact that we're doing this, you know, we talk about how obscure this movie is. Hopefully this will actually bring it to light. Maybe someone will finally start, you know, streaming it somewhere or something i don't know maybe someone will release it on dvd hopefully the point is it is a very good movie and underappreciated and it should be watched and uh yeah just good all around like i say defies the uh defies all of the uh the cliches and everything like that one thing i loved about the ending it's very anti like victory feeling at the very end even though you do the movie does make you like sympathize with the british and, and root for them but at the very end when it shows the montage of everything that happens and it goes back to the major character after they've retaken the island, he sits there and he kind of looks back at something. He's like, yeah, okay. Like there, it's not this grandiose, like victory feeling at all. It's like, man, did, what, did this really need to happen? Like, what was the point of this? It, it's, it's a, uh, it's a very interesting ending. I like the ending a lot. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Sorry. No, it, you had said like, does this really need to happen? That very much resonates with, I think, I think how Mike B was really feeling about uh, like Waltz Bashir because that that episode just released this week, you know, to give uh, timeline to these uh, to these recordings, um, you know, Mike B was uh, very much going off like you know, you know, trying to get under the understanding of why Lebanon even happened, all that kind of stuff. So it very much, I think it very much 
kind of counter what she said or to talk about or lead off of what she said in that sense it's like you know it's it's very interesting to like you know why the hell is this even was this even a thing yeah uh, and, and that was also a, that was also a theme that i noticed through uh most of the uh british characters and 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 to an extent to some of the argentine teen yeah people see i'm thinking about the british pronunciation of that but like yeah, that's a really good point, dude. I wish we would have actually spent some time on that because... Well, we can. Yeah, the ending. Okay, yeah. So, do you want to just do that? Yeah, yeah go, go. Yeah, let's Leave talk on. about okay. the ending. Because, yeah, the ending is... Um, it's very anticlimactic. It's it's not one side winning, one side losing as you know it. You know, it's like, oh, well, whatever. Like, they're being, the Argentines are being very respectful to the British... They let all the soldiers go home. They lay down their arms. Okay, whatever. But they're like, hey, we're not going to fucking kill you or imprison you. We're just going to send you back. You guys have, you guys are good. And whatever. And it was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was such a different ending than you'd expect from a movie like this. Like, yeah, again, just like we were talking about, like a lot of the things that we expected didn't happen during the whole film. Well, the ending, I didn't get that either. And it was like, Yes, it's one thing if you know the history and what happened, but like if you're just watching this as a film, you go, "Well, shit!" Like he gave up, and why are these guys that are occupying this area being so respectful? That's very interesting, you know. And like, yeah. And, and what's funny is like, so Brian and I were talking the other night. We're like, this is literally one of the only Cold War era wars that happened from Western countries. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's very odd it's not east versus west it's just western countries fighting each other during the cold war armed with the same shit relatively um different tactics different experience and all that stuff but it's like it ends and the argentine military goes yeah go ahead just go back we've reached an agreement it's a gentleman's agreement we're going to respect that and the british go we don't like it we got defeated but we're also not going to be cunts and start more unnecessary bloodshed. And, like, what is this all for? Yeah, that's exactly what everybody was thinking. Like, is it worth it? Like, what? Right. But like, Even the Argentines, yeah. But at the end, like, you know, because I, I, I know the outcome of what happened. It was a British victory. So, I mean, when it was getting towards the end, I'm like, man, how is this going to, like, are they going to, like, explain what happened? And, like, at the very end, it turns into this montage where it shows the, the British did come back and the British did defeat them. And it, But it's like, again, yeah, it's not depicted as in, oh, this was a great victory. It was more like, you know, oh, this bad shit happened. And, like, it goes, again, after the they've retaken the, the Falklands at the end, it goes back to the major character. And he's sitting there, and he doesn't look, like, satisfied. Yep. You know, he, he's like, well, I'm back to where I was. Uh, I guess we won, but that wasn't fun. What the fun. fuck was the point? Yeah, what, what the fuck was yeah, the what point? what the fuck was the point? Yeah. Like, what, what, why did this even happen? And that, I think it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's a um, foreshadowing of, Future conflicts. Yep. Honest to God. Like they didn't they didn't know it at the time, of course. Like I don't think they they did it that way, but like it's a foreshadowing of like what do we accomplish? What was this for? But it it, it doesn't like slap you in the cock saying that. It just <laughs> it just it but it's like subtle, but it's like you get it and you're like, yeah, okay, what was that for? It's not a Hadouk and dick punch. Yeah. Right. But Besides like one country. You know, the, the trope of, like, well, it's not a trope. It's a realistic. Like, wars are fought for a few different reasons. One of them is land, okay? And in, in this case, the Argentines thought that that was their land, 
they sacrificed a bunch of people who could have led normal lives and been great people who got killed. And same with the British side. It's like, what was it for? Like, what, what, what really was this for? So, yeah, agreed. Mike A, uh, did we, did you get, do we get your score yet? I don't think so. <laughs> Wrapping all this up, yes, like I say, very good movie. I was very surprised with it. You know, I was, I was surprised that it was a good movie. It again, it defied all of these things. I was surprised it was a good movie. I was surprised at everything. I was surprised at the very, you know, um, the very uh, unclimactic ending. I, uh, I, I was really, uh, fascinated by the whole thing and uh yeah if you want a movie that's just very you know um against the tropes against the cliches and all that stuff uh watch this movie and i hope that you know we talk about how obscure this movie is um i hope that our podcast uh will bring some light to it and then maybe it'll have maybe kind of a resurgence honestly i uh it's underrated i i hope that uh more people see it because yeah it's really good so, um, in terms of score, I would give it a nine out of ten. Uh, Brian, I'm hand off to you. Yeah, you know, you uh, hit all the you know marks that I wanted to bring up. Um, this, I don't have too much to add. I mean, just the thing that makes this film for me is the little things. You know, they, they move the plot along in so many ways without saying it, just by showing things, and I just love that. It's minimalistic filmmaking at its, its best, and it's just showing don't tell, or yeah, show don't tell at its best, and. Um, it's great. And I think it's the best movie about a defeat as well. Yeah. You know, because like, there's just, there's, there's honor in defeat. And this really shows that. Yeah. You know, um, just real. But yeah. Overall, it's great. The, the gunplay. I mean, the, the only things, um, that I didn't like was a, a little bit towards the wrong camouflage, whatever. But there also were some sound effects that I kept hearing over and over again. Dude, I was going to say that, same. actually. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, they're a bit cheesy. <laughs> and I reckon, and, and it's been a week since I watched the film, so I, I don't remember them exactly. But there was a few noises where it's just like, this is no, chintzy. This is from a video game. Yeah. Like, you know. I was going to say. It just, it really annoyed 19, me. 1990s BBC archival sound effects. Oh, that, well, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, when we, like, the parts yeah. where they're, like, smashing up the... Uh, the, the the printers and yep. stuff like that. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, that's yeah. that's the car sound effects from The Simpsons. Anytime there's a car, yeah, wreck, you literally, know? Like, or or, or yeah. anytime they're breaking something in Sharps rifles. It's probably the right, same yeah, yeah. Which, yep. Or like, yep. there's it a part where I, there's a part where a guy farts, and it's like I, I've heard that sound effect before in cartoons. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it was very surprising because the rest of it's so well done. It's because it's but low like, budget. After I kept hearing it, and again, I don't know if that's because the year I have for filmmaking or whatever, but like I was just like, yeah, I could really do with less of that or none of it <laughs> but i mean other than those two things it was a it was an excellent movie uh it was very obscure hard to find but well worth the hunt and well worth the watch um, so i mean i would just because i heard them too many times i'm gonna give this an eight out of ten um it, it's just a great film and 100 percent watch it uh, so don't mean to, to interrupt but yeah in terms of like uh you know you said this is a movie about a defeat and like I, it, my favorite line mm-hmm. the whole movie is uh we tried our best it wasn't enough that that's my, my favorite yep. line yep. of the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great line. Oh yeah. Realistic. Okay. Yeah. You guys, um, you've nailed a lot of the shit that I was going to talk about. Of course we always say that, but like you have. So just for the sake of not being redundant. Um, yeah. Um, that line is, is really powerful because it's, it's never shown in films. Never like, and especially because they're always like, Oh, the, over fucking you know zealous the, the the whatever leader quote unquote is like 
oh, we're defeated. Fuck you. It's like, no, we did our best, but yeah, it wasn't good enough. Like, that's how it goes. Yeah, you take the L. That's literally how it goes. Yep. Um, and so with that, and then, yeah, like Brian was saying, like the, the camouflage, I can forgive that. Some of the sound effects, I can also forgive that. I did like the juxtaposition of the civilians versus the military. Yes, yes. And and also the governor is he goes from a civilian to military against his will, but then he's in charge and he makes good decisions by surrendering, in my opinion. It's like what how much longer do you want this to go on? They have fucking tanks, they have APCs here. Like yeah, we're it done. Was, it was not cowardice at all. No, 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 it wasn't. It was just like how do I preserve what is here and how do I preserve these people who are here? And so I like that. I like the fact that it wasn't, in my opinion, biased. It was, it showed that the Argentines, like, yeah, they, they came in and they fuck shit up. Whatever, it's a war. But like, I also, like I said, I just love the juxtaposition of the civilian life and the military guys who were involved during it and showing both them, both their perspectives during this conflict when the shooting starts. And then it starts at the beginning. You, you kind of get a, a feel for it whenever. Anyway, um, yeah, very obscure, and I don't know why, but because nobody gives a shit about the Falklands except some people in the UK, which is unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, I would also, uh, for just everything with the sounds, the cinematography, I can forgive a lot of shit on this film. And usually I'm very critical of things, right? But for this being a BBC TV film... Jesus Christ, it blows most Hollywood productions out of the water as far as being filled with great acting, good writing, and uh, just the way it was shot. So I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 as well. Yeah, you don't need major, you don't need billions of dollars to make something great. Nope. $100 million. All right, Nathaniel. Yeah. Nathaniel Hawthorne. Oh, that's not even my fucking name, but I'll act about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I know. Hate, that's why. That's why I say that. Hate that's that why name. I say that. I, I, that I have name. to say it. It's not even my name. It's it not even my you. name, man. But ugh, took me back to like second grade of my teacher keep calling me Nathaniel. Nathaniel? And I'm like, I'm not. That's oh. not my name. And she'd send me to the guidance you. counselor because I <laughs> well, wouldn't. I wouldn't accept that. It's, that's my. That wasn't my name. Yet it's not. So my you know. You know. You know. Name. If you had just brushed this off, I would I never call you Nathaniel I know. again. I know. I know, it's fine. And you fucked that up forever, so you're fucked. Nate, Nateford. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I've never heard of that. No, that? It's, it's not a real name. Oh, okay. Right, I just right. made that up. Okay. Anyway, anyway, Nate, go ahead. Um, so I, I, I'm trying to find the budget, but I don't think BBC would even release that. Um, I was just curious. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, again, with going last, everyone said everything that's, you know, I don't want to repeat the same things over and over again i mean you know it, it's we have punished films for doing <laughs> less yet i think it's like i think you know it being a bbc you know tv movie um is something that we you know we are we keep saying over and over again and the fact that you know they, they really did get it right um just on everything we've talked about um instead of you know repeating everything everyone said i mean I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I watched it four times to to a enjoy it four more times, but also to kind of find stuff that I you know missed or would maybe nitpick. Um, 
So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, you know, if you don't mind, you know, doing LimeWire-esque type stuff trying to find the goddamn thing, um, you know, it, it's, it's a fantastic watch, and I highly recommend that people watch this because it is, it is really good. Um, uh, with everyone's ratings, I mean, you know, it's, I'm pretty much, I think, in the same range. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm, um. I'm going to give it a 8.5. Screaming Mel Gibson's out of 10. There we go. I almost forgot it again. Um, but yeah, no, it's it was a fantastic watch. Um, I'd give it a 9, but, you know, I, I punish films for doing less. Um, and, I mean, yeah, I think an 8.5 is a very, very good rating. I don't think I've – I think the only rate, film I've done that high might have been the pilot but I was naive and my soul wasn't crushed by all these bad movies. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean like, um, yeah, 8.5 out of 10 screen Mel Gibson's. It is definitely a watch. Please watch it. It needs more attention. It needs to be released on a DVD. It needs to be streamed somewhere. It needs the attention. It's very good. Couldn't agree more. So that means total for this is uh, 8.6 out of 10, which is very high on our scale. And, uh, you know, definitely worth a watch, you know, especially if you're colorblind and you can't hear stupid audio clicks from the late 80s, early 90s, 2000, you know, like BBC Archive. But it's, it's a really, really good movie. It's worth watching. Um, if you're going to watch anything about the Falklands War, start. Yeah, it. absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, yeah, I agree. This is definitely yeah. a place to, to go. It, was, it, it just sets the yeah. stage. Not only is it a great movie, or and, and it's, but also it's it was a great history lesson. It was stuff I didn't know about too, you know, in terms of this conflict and, and, and all that stuff. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, and to quote Sean, in a sense, it's like you know, if you're interested in a subject, let this be the starting point. Let this be the launch point. Find this movie, watch it, watch it, digest it, and then do your research, and you'll learn. It's fantastic. So, um. But yeah, sure. Uh, On that bombshell, (laughs) another BBC show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Until the next time. Uh, Is that how we're gonna end it? uh, No, I'm not sure. I'll find a way. Hey, how about this? We'll end it like this. Watch the fucking film if you can find it. It's great. Yeah, it's good shit. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.